three, two, come on. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Um, CSP and RGBR podcast once again, and this was Mission 17. Um, today is going to be more dedicated to Q&A shit with all the questions that you guys ask throughout the week. So um, before we do that, I guess we'll just kind of talk. Bird's here. Tom's here. I'm here. SpongeBob is here. He's... Should we leave him up the entire time? I want to leave this up. This yeah, is it's good. a pretty bad. So context for, I guess, I don't think the two of you are in here, but do you all know who that YouTuber Ant Dude is? Yeah, he's cool. No. Uh, he he reviews the kind of games that I play. Okay. Like Boonky. Bo- diaper <laughs> games. But this is like an episode, I guess he did a month ago, on like 10 horrible not SpongeBob. Not Bloodborne? Yeah, not Bloodborne. 10 horrible SpongeBob games. And I think this is the Kart Racer. One of the Nickelodeon cart races, I'm not sure. It's definitely not. Actually, no, this is a screenshot from B- Battle for Bikini Bottom. That's the game. Which is a great game. Did you play the remake yet? I haven't because I heard they fucked up the physics in it really bad. What? Yeah, this um, looks like some great physics. <laughs> this image is cursed. So what do they change about the remake physic-wise? Um, I'm not, like, deep into the lore, but basically there's a ton of, like, there are these levels where you have to run, like uh, surf on his tongue, you know, like the episode uh, with Sandy, I think. Yeah. And like, there's all there will be parts where they added all these little like small rocks and everything that you're supposed to just be able to glide over. They're not supposed to matter, or they're not supposed to have collision, but like they have collision and will just dead stop you. That wasn't in the PS2. That was that wasn't in the original version. Things like that, and it's all it's beyond just like oh they changed the physics. It becomes like, why the fuck did they put that there? <laughs> if it makes the game essentially impossible to play for that moment. Damn, I remember a lot of people were excited about this. Is this j- that's on every platform? Uh, yes. I didn't hear about that issue. Yeah, it also just looked kind of a uh, shot in some places. What a weird remake to like flub on. Yeah, but. Because it's got a really big like, like fan base. It has cult a huge wise. like cult following, and there's like a very crazy speed running community for it, which is weird. Wow, um, there's I, a, a speedrunning community for every game now. Yeah, there is. There's also the main speedrunner in that community has been banned from multiple events for why naughty language. <laughs> <laughs> he he said some things he should not have been saying, and now he is no longer allowed. Somebody's phone is not on silent. Uh, that would be Bert. Is it me? I don't know. It, it probably is like, me because I was waiting for a call on the VA. It that was me. Oh, okay. No, so, it was me. No worries. What's going on with the VA? <laughs> I they said they were supposed to call me today to set up like my doctor stuff for uh, Savannah, and nope, didn't get the call. Didn't call me VA. So you, what's worse, that or the SpongeBob being not? Being I want y'all <laughs> to call them just to experience the VA's like. Uh, customer, not customer service, patient. I don't fucking know what it is, but like, it's the most arduous process in the world just to get to the menu because they have to slow it down because like World War II vets exist. So they have to like talk extremely slow. There's no option to be like, are you above 60 years of age or are you a young person and can uh, um, understand a sentence spoken at normal speed? I would rather that option, but nobody... Nobody who's in charge of that would care to implement that change that would take mm-hmm. one day and help tens of thousands of people because the stress and anxiety alone that comes with calling the VA and getting through that fucking phone line, 
it makes me like it, it prevented me from getting VA care in New Hampshire for almost six months. Like I didn't get it set up for six months. So it's it's a fucked up process. So, yes, I would love it if you called them. Bert, can you explain for the people that don't know what VA is, what that is? Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's just uh, Veterans Affairs. It's like when you get out of the military, there are people who you can go to for certain health care options. Um, and if, uh, you know, if you have health care through them, they can set you up with appointments and everything. So the thing about VA people with certain disabilities and stuff, obviously they're going to go through them because it's free health care. Yeah. But it is the worst process in the world. And it's a process that could be better with simple implementations. But like it ta- it can take you four to five months to get even an appointment with your doctor and shit like that. So there's a lot of problems with it. Yeah. But that's that's the VA in a nutshell. So we'll put I, their phone number. Um, we'll tell you guys at the end of the podcast so you got all you guys can call and see how it is. Yeah, yep. check check the give description. It a, give it a and shot. All of you can call claiming they did for the point. Calling the Savannah VA and saying brain broke. Yeah, can y'all can y'all brain broke? Um, I was gonna say I had something else about the VA, but it doesn't matter because I. Have never fought combat, so who gives a shit? I've never fought <laughs> I've never mental fought combat, combat before. Though. Bert, a, you want to have it, mental combat right every now? Day. Every day. I have it every day. Boy, lock yeah. eyes. It's been bad. Um, what has anyone been playing? Well, had, what I has come gaming, out? But I've been nothing. I don't think anything's come I, out. I played the medium. I gave that a, a solid college try of about two hours of playtime. I was telling Jose today, like the soundtrack was the only thing that made me want to keep playing the game, but. That is not enough uh, to keep me fucking going. Yeah. Isn't it, it crazy just... how they I, – I didn't know this until today, but that company patented that, that split-screen thing. That shit. Which is weird because I have thought I've seen that before in other games. Even if I had, I guess if you patented, oh, you can't do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a crazy thing because I'm like, if you're going to do that, you better – that game has to be – Patentable. I feel like Elo Milo did that or some shit on the what? 360 arcade. Did you just have a seizure or Elo is that Milo? a word? Elo Milo. It was a good game. I legit don't know. If well, that is. you could play it two player, but it was basically it was a really cute game because it was two essentially Fall Guys before Fall Guys existed that had to find go through a giant puzzle. Every uh, every map was just a giant puzzle, and you had to control both of them, whether yourself or two players, mm-hmm. to find each other because you were best friends. It's a very, very sick game. Very cool, cool puzzle that is game. Really cool. That's cool. It was a good game. And I'm pretty sure a single player, there was options for like dual screen or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Also, Mario Party. No, never mind. That ain't it. I would love to look at the patent and see what aspect of it is. Did you see that uh, WB patented the Nemesis system from uh, Shadow Good Border? for them, because that was the best part about that game. People are saying that... Uh, that they're ruining the gaming industry because now other other companies can't build off that idea. Oh, yeah. So WB was the first one that paid money to get exclusive rights to something. Got it. Yeah. Can we stop being hypocrites? I was about to say, like, this... Motherfuckers will praise Sony when they're like, oh, yo, they got a fucking... They're only going to be on this system. They're going to do this. And then when Microsoft acquires ZeniMax, everybody shits their pants. When WB acquires a fucking certain system, everybody shits their pants. Like, come on. Yeah, like you can't be a fanboy and then appreciate and then fucking condemn the actions on another uh, on another company. When we were going back to uh, talking about like uh, anti-consumerism and gaming, is it's like it's the norm now to be like that's anti-consumer yeah. and that's like a, a foreign idea to people in our age group. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I kind of felt the same way about that as like not to be the dude. It's like yeah, like let the corporation do whatever it wants, whatever. But fucking, it was like the idea that like we should be mad at someone who innovated for wanting to protect innovation <laughs> uh, makes me want to kill small children. I guess I don't know. WB's it, like, it, like like you said, it just seems like like what's what's the point of being of like being angered about it because it's not. It it is a very specific system. It's not like, oh, like we fuck like we patented two D fighting games. Yeah, they like, ca- they patented the literal only unique thing about those games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess the idea of like, well, if you allowed this to be patented, aren't we on a slip? I guess maybe the maybe that's the argument is of here, like, yeah. is like the slippery slope mean like eventually you could patent a genre of game. Will Hideo Kojima patent the, the Strand, Strand game, and now there will never be a second Strand game? But I, and I feel would like, anyone care if there wasn't? Yeah, nobody's calling World, World Shadow of Mordor or whatever uh, a nemesis game. You know. Yeah. Granted, if those became a thing, I would probably like be interested in that. But like, Stranding game is not a fucking genre. No. You know, I said that in the beginning. Like, it's. I don't know, dude. You're going to be mad that Nintendo has fucking copyrights over Zelda and stuff, you know? Well, I guess that's really my question is, are you... Okay, because I played probably three hours of Shadow of Mordor Mm -hmm. and about 19 seconds of Shadow of War Mm -hmm. before I I just loaned them to a friend and said, this isn't a loan. Mm -hmm. I'm abandoning these games (laughs) to you. Um, But I thought the Nemesis system was cool, but does it upset you at the idea that now... If you play, because Hosey, did you play those games like in any significant way? He I hated can't them. Remember. Yeah, I, I, I got, I didn't play the second one, but I played the first one, and I thought it sucked ass. Okay. I also didn't care for the Nemesis system that much either. I was like, nice, this is dope. Once it was, it's definitely the most interesting. It's the only idea. Like, I, I'm not. It's Assassin's it, Creed with the Nemesis pro. Yeah. I, I got, I, I do have some friends, and I didn't play this game, but I did have some friends being like, I wish this system was in the Mad Max game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's my, that's because that's the question. I was, are is. Does it upset you guys that now that concept can't can't go anywhere else? Not really. I mean, it's a uh, well, like you said. I think because what you're about to get at, Hosey, it was fun once. Like I fucking, to be honest, I loved Shadow of War, uh, Shadow mm-hmm. of Mordor. Mm-hmm. Like when I played through it, I was like, this is genuinely fun. I enjoy the combat. I enjoy the uh, Lord of the Rings atmosphere. I love that too. Did I play Shadow of War? No. Did was it ten dollars on a Steam sale? Yes, and did I play it? No, I don't have any interest in playing the game. I like Shadow of Mordor, but I don't know like what rinse and repeat or copy and paste system the Nemesis Project needs to be put on. Like, if it came out in a Mad Max game or some other title, that it's literally how are you not going to copy and paste that? You know, because I mean there are so many games that have like a similar hierarchy of like bad guys and stuff like that and honestly if you want to play some crazy fucking game like that just go play mercenaries that was a fucking badass oh time my God, Greg, like when they of... killed oh, you they didn't game. like level up or anything yeah. that was a cool part about nemesis but you know it, it is there's so many games out there to provide similar um play styles without caring that's about why, that's why when i heard about this i was like oh shit forgot about that yeah like mercenaries. i oh, i'm sorry go ahead. no i was gonna say i as as much as i am a huge lord of the rings fan i love that that game besides the name being there did not really like make me feel like i was in that universe at right. all um and i maybe i'd like care more about nemesis system or whatever if the game 
that surrounded that also had just more unique elements. They were really banking on that. That was their only unique element to the game. That was like from the ground up from them. And it would have been cooler if it was more of like a more of like a war game. Like not like a one guy Assassin's Creed thing. For me, seeing the nemesis doesn't be cool if it was like like squad based or like armies fighting each other type thing. But uh I, I that game itself I didn't really care for. Especially because like once you play all the Arkham games and stuff, I was like, I'm good on this formula for a long time. I don't know. I th- I think I do think like in defense of Shadow of Mordor, I think that the Lord of the Rings system, I mean, you got one human or one elf or something and there's 10,000 orcs and they're just massacring everybody. Like even in the Lord of the Rings video games for the movies, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of orcs to every one person. So I didn't need like some squad or some like Battle of Mordor thing to become part of it. I, it was another Assassin's Creed. And there are fucking 100 goddamn Assassin's Creed's game right now, and that one brought something with it unique enough to stand out, and I'm not going to, like, shit all over the game. It was fun, and it had something unique, and obviously unique enough to fucking patent. So, but I, again, like... I came off the uh, the big disappointment of the game before that, Lord of the Rings Conquest. It was like the Battlefront Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. game. Remember that? I don't remember that at all. I never heard about that. It was like... It was made, I believe Pandemic made that game too. It was one of their last games. Yeah. And it was supposed to literally just be Battlefront, but Lord of the Rings. And I was like, this is awesome because it's like kind of like big squad based, but like that universe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, like this is a, it's a, in my head as a kid, I was like, this is the perfect formula. And I, so admittedly, I did come off of that, like Shadow of Mordor being like, is it going to be like a better fixed version of that? Yeah, it wasn't. But people like I know some people who liked the second one. They said it was more fleshed out or whatever. I just didn't care to give it a chance. Yeah, I never tried it. Yeah, uh, fifteen seconds of play. Didn't enjoy it. Didn't yep. enjoy the opening cutscene. Turned it off. Either way, don't care. <laughs> Good like, for them. Yeah, nothing. Nothing <laughs> more needs to be said about those. Pretty crazy games. that none of us care, and we just talked about it for six minutes. That's probably. what I'm saying. I was like, "How long is this? Is we're know, fucking I, talking about?" I was thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I guess we do care. Yeah, it uh, sounds like we care a lot. Yeah. So you only played the medium though. The medium? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I talked about Cyber Shadow last time. You did. Played the medium for a little bit. Um, I don't know. I dude, like League, uh, a a Earth became a thing. I think this is the first time they've done a Earth. Earth is something in League. It's called Ultra Rapid Fire. It's where you pick a champ and um, it's all the ability. You get infinite mana and all the abilities are on like almost damn near like if not instant cooldown, like pretty fucking quick cooldown. Like everything is like a second or two so you can use your abilities again. They introduced a Earth that I've seen only the first time, which was um, all like, I don't know. Um. A ram all random. Oh, all random ultra rapid fire. So they assign you a random character and you have to play that. Like you can't pick your like favorite champ or anything. And that's been a fucking blast because obviously it makes you play shit out of 140 champs or so that you might not know how to play. And yeah, we've just been like when all these weird things like league has these featured game types that come around every once couple of months and it's a fucking blast. Like everybody, nobody's really taking it serious. If you do, you're a clown and everybody's just fucking off. It's a good time to kind of like keep it fresh. So that's that's consumed the majority of my two or three weeks. Um, Hosian, what about you? Um, basically, after playing Hitman 3, I just get, went back into uh, to Bloodborne. So um, yesterday or this morning, whatever, at like 2 in the morning, I ended up 
beating the game um, and the DLC and everything. So I've just been playing the shit out of that. And there, I immediately went back into it, New Game Plus. And, like, I'm, it's really hard to not want to play those games when you're, like, in it. Like, I'm like, yeah. I only want to play this. Mm-hmm. So, like, as much as I do want to play, go and do more Hitman 3 shit, like, when I when I just play, like, a little bit of Bloodborne or Souls game, I'm just like, well, this is just, like, the game I play now. Oh, it's addicting. It is. And That's how it is, like, in Sekiro and stuff. And I was pissed off fighting these bosses at, like, 2 in the morning, uh, and I beat the game. Um, this is my second time beating the game, and I feel like I did way better properly this time. Uh and I was, like, fucking annoyed, tired, shot, everything, pissed off all the time. And I was like, fuck this. I can't wait to be done with this. And the moment <laughs> I beat it, I was like, all right, I'm starting over. Let's do it yeah. now. And yeah, I it was just, pretty crazy how upset you were. for, Or not upset, but you frustrated thing of, like, I just got to do this tomorrow. I just got to do this tomorrow. And it's, like, another, like, hour and a half later, and you were still grinding. I was like, bro, it is sleep time. Dude, it's it's and so – and, you know, like, a lot of you guys know, like, it's it's – when you're when you're stuck in the game, dude, that it's all you want to play, and 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 then like when you're not around it, you're thinking about playing it. Yeah, like that's what's happening. And like, I was just playing it before we started recording this, doing it again because I'm uh, trying to do the platinum trophy. But uh, that's basically all I've been playing, and I'm definitely gonna slow down on that a little bit to play some other shit. But yeah, Bloodborne's just been the big thing. Yeah. What about you? Uh, diaper games. Uh, so the, one of the last times we were hanging out, I don't remember why, but we watched that like really long, like hour long review of Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, that was really infuriating. Mm -hmm. And, um, for some reason, even though that game sucks ass, it really made me want to play, uh, a shitty Sonic game. So I tried playing Sonic Heroes for a while, the one where you controlled three characters at one time. And, uh. That shit pisses me off because it's programmed very, very poorly. But apparently there's a PC mod of it that, like, fixes all the physics that I would really like to try at some point mm. so the game actually works. Uh, I played Hulk Ultimate Destruction for a while. Did you ever play that? I love that game. No, I never heard of it. It's open-world Hulk. That's like, that's sick. Um, How are the destructible environments? For a mid-PS2, mid-2000 PS2 game, it's, it's fun. That's yeah, tight. this is like a PS2, Xbox, GameCube Air game. I have the GameCube version, and it's pretty there's a good bit of stuff to do the story's pretty fucking like boo-boo cheesy whatever um but the the only thing that's weird about it is that uh like there are somewhat destructible environments but there's no like it's an open world game that has zero downtime because it's like just if the GTA like cop meter was on five the entire time. Because <laughs> there's just always tanks trying to kill you. So you're always picking up tanks, nice. splitting them in half, using them as boxing gloves to punch other tanks. Um, Dude, I don't know how deep you are into it now, man, but the amount of like stuff that you can upgrade and learn in combos and stuff that you can like progress is they put a so oh, much yeah, time into it. Oh yeah, there's a ton it, of like skill tree style stuff in it. God, um, it's a and so game, many dude. combos and abilities. I'm not that far into it. Like um, dude, that that and Ultimate Spider-Man are like two really like slept on superhero games of oh, that time God, period. Games. I I know people talk about Spider-Man 2 being like Oh yeah, that one, yeah. Like the game, but to uh, me, like that Ultimate overshadowed Spider-Man everything. Like, yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man is way cooler to me. But also, I just think the Ultimate Universe was cooler at the time than uh, 
than the Spider-Man stuff. It is so everyone, by the way, if you hear ice fucking I don't care if you hear oh my god, feed it to SpongeBob. <laughs> if you Bert was kind enough to bring everyone fucking monsters, everyone's got a stein. Well, I got the 36 pack in from Amazon. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> is it in your truck right Yeah, now? it's in the That's ice chest. So oh, it's gonna pick later. Yeah. Um it's, it's not there anymore. <laughs> shaking and Bert's fucking. So fucking when I came and visited stuff. these motherfuckers in um the early November. I my in New Hampshire I didn't have to worry about this shit so I just left my ice chest in my truck without the chain lock on it and I just left it open because I keep like drinks and shit in there and I had like a twelve pack of fucking um, Coke and then uh, like a twenty pack of Monster or whatever stolen out of it different nights so somebody was just coming to my truck and taking shit out of the ice chest every night. So that it's helped, locked. It was now. that it was that help yourself kind of Yeah, it was community fridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but Tom, you've also been playing Sonic. Oh yeah, I forgot. I so talk uh, about the cool game you were playing. Oh yeah, the cool the actual cool game. Well Hulk's cool. Uh yeah. I've been playing Sonic Rush on the DS, developed by Dimps, the greatest company of all time, that crashed and burned eventually. Um it's the uh, it's one it's two D game, but uh on both screens. So you're kind of bouncing between the two screens, um, top and down. And they both progress at the same time. But I had I bought it on Summer of Fear, I think, at some shit mall that we went to, and I hadn't played it yet because I, I don't know, I just kind of assumed it was bad. But it's really, really, really all, fucking good. All of that shit, man. Like the the Sonic Advance games on the yeah. Game Boy Game Boy Advance and and Sonic Rush. Those are all really good Sonic games. I enjoyed all of those. Yeah, I think what I like about this one. Um, because I was playing Sonic Advance for a little bit too, um, and I forgot that game has like a lot of like bottomless pit action. Well, this game has it too, but it's not quite as bad. But also, uh, this is like true Sonic nerd shit. The most infuriating special stages in any two D Sonic game are the half pipe ones, where you're running down a half pipe and like running up and down the sides. Yeah, especially if the bottom half is full of fucking water. Yeah, and there's a fucking boss where you have to jump over it, but you have the water physics to fucking halt your goddamn jump and then return. Oh, I'm that actually talking about something different, sucked, but that dude. is the most infuriating Sonic boss to me. Fuck. Um, any of the water bosses, there. I just finished a water boss in one of these, and it was awful, but uh, that one specifically does suck. Because I think, like, you had to charge up and go up one of the half pipes to get your air back because there were no bubbles down there. Uh, and if you got hit, yes. you lost your fucking bubble. That was a Sonic... Two? two or three? I think I'm it was pretty three. sure it's two. Really? Is it three? I, don't, I just remember playing a shit ton of Sonic and Knuckles. Could yeah. you put Sonic 2 in Sonic and Knuckles? You could, and then you could play as Knuckles in Sonic 2. Yes. Yeah, okay, so then it might have been two. The worst, for me, Sonic level bosses are the ones where it's always moving. You're like, you're always running. Yeah. And like, uh, you have to like, missiles and, oh God. Yeah, all the, like, the concept. That's actually one of the things that's kind of, in... so this game's really, really fun. The special stages are awesome. Um, the level like the level design is pretty good. Uh, it looks great. Whatever the bosses though are pretty annoying in this game because so it's two D game, but the bosses kind of are normally in a circular three D plane, kind of that still ends up just being side scrolling. Um, but they take forever. It's not like the classic thirteen hits thing rule. It's eight hits, eight but hits, sometimes okay. just get the patterns. So, like, I just finished one where you're... This one's not a circular section. It's on a small 2D plane, and it's Eggman and, like... Or, no, it's Nega Eggman. Eggman Nega in this one. 
Nega Ninja. Uh, neg- <laughs> Negative Eggman. He's like an alternate dimension uh, version of him. Nice. Here and we he's, go. He's in like this big snake robot, and he slams his head down at you. But every time he does an attack where he slams his head down, then he stops, pauses for a minute, goes back to the other part of the level. The head detaches from the body. The body sits for a second, shoots a bunch of missiles at you, waits for a second, reattaches to the body, comes back down, comes back up, hits you. And if you miss your chance to hit him when the body's here, you have to let all that stuff play out again. And so it takes like seven minutes to do the fight, which it's doesn't be- sound that crazy, but it, seven minutes in a in, Sonic in game a is Sonic. awful. And then me and Bert talked about this earlier in the week. Like games that let you beat the boss before they like show you everything the boss can even do. I respect games like that more. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, 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 like when you can body a boss just yeah. out of you being like a savage, and yeah. it's not like no, no, no. Now you got to see this like thing happen, and then. You can't beat him until you see all four phases or whatever type of shit. Like, if you can just beat him out of being like crazy, yeah, that's way sicker than having to wait and all play out. Well, that's one of the things that sucks is a lot of Sonic games, like a lot of platformers, do have something like that where you can find some way to cheese it. Or like a lot of Sonic bosses, you can if you land that first hit since you're in a you that ball, momentum, you boom, can just boom. keep bouncing. That's not possible in any of these. Even even yeah. the t- like it's possible sometimes on other enemies, but it hasn't been possible in any of the bosses, and that's really infuriating. So like, I'll be love I'll love getting through the levels now to get stuck on a boss just because like that boss I was talking about. It's seven minutes and probably a full four minutes that you are actually just standing in one spot waiting, not doing anything, touching anything. Yeah, and that shit sucks. That the, boss is longer than the level itself. Yeah, it is. But uh, the rest of the game has been awesome so far, and I'm I'm on like the sixth zone. I'm going back and getting all the chaos emeralds because uh, I never do that in Sonic games, but I want to try to do it in this one. Any of the ones that I actually like a lot, I'll do. But mm. uh, I think that's it. I took a break from Hades because I got to the last boss of Hades, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I beat the last boss of Hades. I'm a god at gaming." And then obviously. I'm not, and I'm a fucking moron because I had a second form that just like completely, completely eviscerated me. My computer's popped something up that I want to talk about. So y'all, this is saying that they've discontinued Flash Player. Y'all know about that? Yes. Okay. You know what that means, right? No. Newgrounds is gone. Newgrounds.com is essentially gone. All of that shit has to be on YouTube, though. No. I'm talking about, well, like, the animations, yes. Okay. But I'm talking about the games that you could play. Oh, yeah. So it's not even just that Adobe isn't updating yeah. it anymore. They've disabled Flash content on the internet, essentially. Gotcha. So the only, so, like, if you go to try to find anything that used to have Flash Player on it, it just comes up saying, like, you don't have this plugin installed. Yeah. It's because Adobe turned it off <laughs> completely. What was the reason for that? Did you ever look that up? Um, basically, it's an it's a unnecessary technology. The yeah. only reason they had it for a while was um, because there was no good way to handle video in HTML. Mm-hmm. And now every streaming service that does video in a browser does it through HTML5. Gotcha. So it's not necessary, and they've just been updating it and updating it and updating it, despite the fact that no one is really creating new content that necessitates it. Mm-hmm. Um it's just wasted resources. Yeah, so it's just a wa- it's just wasting money, and they they couldn't make any money off it because it's always been a free product. Yep. So that's why they turned it off. Um, but Newgrounds is like trying to they're like sponsoring some comp- some emulator, some Flash based or some Windows based emulator 
for Flash, but a lot of that stuff isn't supported yet. So that was a bummer because I was like, oh, man, I might dive back into some of the funny old Newgrounds games that I played. But uh, I checked today, and that shit's all gone. But because of that, I found out they're making a sequel to Alien Hominid, a multiplayer, like, running gun. Like a, it's going to be, like, really fast Metal Slug. I don't know if you guys ever played that. Oh, but, yeah. That'd um, be challenging. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Did Behemoth do that? Yes, Behemoth did that. Because yeah. um, I, I don't know if they've done anything else in a while. I never played Castle Crashers. They played Crashers. Pit People. You never played Castle Crashers? No, because Xbox 360 came out and I decided I don't. I, I could just sit in my room and play guitar instead of maintaining Did Castle Crashers come out on Switch? It, it was it was, it was an Xbox thing for like ever. Yeah. And then I remember it came out on PSN like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me because it's on PC now, dude. That's it's such a fucking solid. That game. that is one of those like it's classic like beginnings. Like oh, these indie games. Yeah. Type. They thing were that. one of the first bit like name like, not really a household name, but like household name indie developers. Yeah. Because Newgrounds was. Well, like Alien Hominid was like one of the fucking biggest breakthroughs in indie. indie it was. Gaming. Oh my god, I love that game. I was like, holy I shit! I fucking love. I played the Game Boy Advance version recently. It was only released in Europe, but it is incredible. But yeah, I think the last thing Behemoth did was Pit People uh, quite a few years I didn't ago. I know about that. It is sort of like a strategy game. Um, I don't know if you ever played fucking Evil War or whatever on original PlayStation, but it's nope. kind of like a very, very dumbed down, uh, not civilization. It's almost like, it's like the hexagonal board pieces and shit okay. like that. Yeah. Um, I've personally never played it, but I was really looking forward to it until it came out. And then I was like, eh. Never mind. I don't uh, feel I'm like it. I would check that out. I would, because when you say hexagonal strategy, it just makes me think of a... I literally can't think of the name of the board game I used to love to play because the guy downstairs slamming his door made me so mad. It wasn't Catan? Just, it wasn't Catan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... Uh, it has, Twilight Imperium. It even has fucking hex in the name. Oh. Um. Oh, whatever. Meacham would know. If people play board games, you'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, so before we jump into the Q&A, I did have one last thing I want to talk to you guys about. So obviously... Uh, everyone hates CD Projekt Red now and wants them to die, right? Okay, well, someone is trying to actually make that happen. Do you guys... I did see all that. I didn't know... You asked me about this earlier, and you were like, did you hear about what's happening? And I didn't know you were talking about this. Okay, yeah. So CD Projekt Red getting hacked. Hosing, do you know know about this? Yeah, Jeff told me yesterday about it. For the ransom. Did you see the note? Yes. This is what we're going to read. I thought it was fake. I thought it was fake because of the note. I thought it was fake, too, but CD Projekt Red posted the note, and we're going to read it to everybody. Yeah, they were like, hey, if you're a former employee, we're sorry. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. It's oh my god. It's in Windows Notepad. Yep. This is good. Like oh, okay. Dope. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna read it verbatim. First line at symbol. Next line a ton of exclamation points and hello CD project. You have our epical or you have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077 Winter Three. Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover that from backups. If we have not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and all of your documents will be sent to our contacts in games journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company, and your stock will die down even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. So, opening up with epically pwned is epic. Mm-hmm. 
and pretty fucking lame at the same time. Why why don't people do this to like EA and Madden and shit? Uh, maybe. I think their shit has been breached a numerous times. Yeah. But they didn't like, hey, you've been pwned and all this shit. They didn't leave like a ransom letter. They just did it and fucking leaked everything. Yeah. They probably sold all of the information they got, you know, because they know that they're not going to get a ransom. They'll just get money from other people. Yeah. Um, CD Projekt Red posted this too. Yeah. And yeah, basically said, we're not going to negotiate with terrorist kind of vibe. And we know that they, they said... We're not going to. We're talking about this because we're not going to negotiate. And also, it doesn't seem like any user information was leaked. It's all internal information, so there's no chance of like stolen identity of consumers. But um, apparently, the sale. This info actually went up for auction today. Oh wow! Um, and a lot, a lot the hackers of, a lot, a lot claim of that they sold it for millions of dollars today. A lot of cyberpunk games coming out. <laughs> With the assets. Oh, my God. Okay, so that cyberpunk know. multiplayer is actually going to happen now? God, Earlier today, leaks ass. of potentially legitimate source code information started, appearing on online forums and noted by some Twitter account with some screenshots of some of the fucking data. Oh, man. we gotta, uh, I don't know if I have time to sit here and read all this to you, but uh, yeah, I guess that's happening. That's sick. That's happening. So I'm. It's only sick because I love chaos. And I love things going, I like wild and crazy things I happening. love when bad happens. Yes. You know that movie, uh, We're Back with the Dinosaurs? Yes. And uh, it's like, let no bad happen. That's like a, that's like the big mantra. Yeah, that was prehistoric. Yeah, I believe the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And look what happened to them. Let it all happen. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, well, uh, sorry, CD Projekt Red. Maybe you should have fixed Cyberpunk and not uh, stolen 60 Burt's dollars. That's my punch on Dumb bastards. Let's uh let's do some Q and A that will take us two Q&A hours. Episode. We have two options. We can either do the questions that we all have, or we can just run through John Mackey's Q and A that he's shit. been doing all day and just <laughs> answer it ourselves. Who wants to go first? Um, I mean, I got a good list here. I've got probably <laughs> nine or ten ish questions. Same. So something like that. If so, y'all want to do some like kind of speed answers on some of them, unless yeah. they really require yeah. it, I even have some that's people just like letting us know shit too. Sick. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and you know, we appreciate everyone that kind of participated, sending us shit to talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and for people that listen, people seem like yeah. they were really stoked on the this coming back, which was a nice surprise. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It's fun to do. Yeah, even yep. legit almost made me cry from some messages I got. If so I nice. didn't like repost anything, then. Yeah, he I will appreciate now. It. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's it's weird, dude. These days, I'm just like in the mood to either be on my phone for longer than ten seconds or look at my phone, get anxious, and get off. So before we even start, Bert, I thought you were just joke wearing my watch the whole time. No, you no, got one. I got one. Yeah, I felt like splurge. That GI Bill hit. Oh, okay. yeah. I was wondering what you because I was because I actually did like I looked at like four different articles people wrote about the um all, like the accuracy of its calorie tracking and like weightlifting and stuff based on like heart rate and everything, and um, it was actually fairly accurate. I've been I've been loving it. I've been I turn it on the moment we walk in the gym and well, some of y'all's numbers just sound so fucking insane. Like I don't I was like y'all burning seven hundred calories being in the fucking gym this long or something, but my heart rate is continuously high for some reason yo oh never mind i got something to tell you um yeah no I, so i mean we'll see how it is i just got like a simple little series three because uh that's what i have yeah that was, you, i was looking at a bigger one or the What's same that? you got the bigger uh like the the bigger because there's two sizes on yeah the i got the 44 or oh. the 42 or whatever 
Because um, goddamn, yo, like I was looking at first off, okay, I'll trust the calorie tracking thing, but I am not about to trust a watch to give an accurate ECG reading. You know, like I was like, I know way too much about how that works to mm-hmm. trust like, oh, yeah, this is what your fucking EKG looks like. No. What's uh, an EKG? Uh, electrocardiogram. It's taken the picture of the heart's electrical activity. And like you can pinpoint so many things with that. You can determine like where the heart might be having trouble with its electrical signals or even like pumping um signals and everything you can determine where it's had history of like uh tissue damage in the heart like if you had a heart attack like 10 years ago you'll be able to tell where on the heart that damage occurred based on your ekg it's the little lines that you see everywhere but most people only like when you see people getting the tattoo or whatever of it they just do a little three lead which is the one line and it goes up with the p wave then the qrs then the t wave um, but a 12 lead is obviously not what the watch is trying to do, but, um, a 12 lead is like, I think 12, yeah, 12 different fucking, uh, images based on the locations of the heart. Well, I'm happy you got a fun toy. Yeah. No, I, I, I was like, I don't, I don't need my fucking watch to tell me that I have a right bundle branch block. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> turn that part off. I can off. send CKGs anyway. <laughs> I can just look at people and, you know, it just, it comes to me. Mm-hmm. It's a curse and a gift. I walk up to random people and put my hand on their chest and, and I'm I go, like, sir, you're dying. It's done. It's done. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> All right. So what do we okay. got? Yeah. Whoops. We went off. Um, let's see. Minutes. 38 minutes. The we iPhone off. sucks, by the way. No, Android is so much better. The Galaxy is so much better. All right. Go ahead. Sponsored by Samsung. Okay. Yep. So the first question will be from Connor Carden. Yes. Is there any game you're retroactively mad at yourself for not playing earlier? He asked me the same question. He's a clone question boy. We will do it. We will. We will. I will do it. We'll twice. do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Connor, for the question. Then, just to touch on something Hosey said earlier, uh, Bloodborne for me. So this is games that we have played later. Yes, that on? you're mad that you didn't play earlier. Oh, so we have played them. Yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, Bloodborne is definitely one for me, even though I haven't finished it. Um, I've stalled out on it because. Uh, like obviously, Bert. Did we release the first episode of the podcast where we talked about Sekiro? Was that the first one? I do believe so. Okay, yeah. If you listen to the first one, it's like April of like 2019. Yeah. yeah. If not, then I'm whatever. Who cares? Uh, when we talked about doing this podcast, they were like, "We want to do a deep dive on Sekiro because it was just coming out." And I was like, "Well, I don't give a fuck about the Souls games, but I will try to play this yep. just because like we're doing it as like a squad." Oh yeah. And uh. I did not enjoy it, and then uh, Hosian really wanted me to get into Dark Souls, and I tried that, and I liked that more, but so was much, and I tried playing Bloodborne uh, when it first hit PSN, and I wasn't that into it, um, but like, early, like late last year, I finally decided to try to do like the dive, and like, I guess I like just finally understood why the, like why the game is so good, and why the flow um, is not as infuriating as it feels. Um, and I just like I really regret missing that like the heyday of that. It's cool because right now all of my friends are like grinding it a lot and everything, and I can talk about it with them and whatnot. But uh, it definitely makes me feel like a bit a bit of a chump. Like I, I would, I was talking to like one of our friends a while back when I posted something on Instagram about how I don't like certain hard games, and he was like, "Yeah, I just can't get into the From Software stuff because like it's just too hard. I need to play games to relax and whatever." And I was like, "Ah, oh, man, yeah, I'm right on the same page with you." But like. I finally got why 
Bloodborne and why that genre is is actually relaxing to some people and why it's enjoyable and like the sense of accomplishment that you get from it. I mean, dude, th- I get kind of annoyed at people sometimes because the people that are like, fuck that hard game shit, like I'm not into that, like are also people who just never played it either. So when they're telling someone who's never played those games, being people who's never actually experienced them, being like, nah, don't play that. I'm like, you you don't even play that. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff that annoys me about that. Like, I just don't want to play this hard game. I'm like, dude, talk to someone who's, like, obsessed with these games, and they will just tell you, like, you know, there's a method, there's a flow to it. People that are recommending it that don't play that kind of shit, I'm like, why are you telling someone that? Because now you're going to detract them yeah, from the actually beautiful, The beautiful part about those games is the only hard part about them is that first game's grind. Like, getting used to the formula, once you get used to it, dude, every game after that is just, like, the most satisfying formula of any game you'll ever play, whether unlocking thing, unlocking um, different paths or costumes or weapons or skill trees, yada, yada, yada. Like, once you've got the formula down of, like, blocking or dodging or this and that, even if you come across a hard boss, like, it's not going to take you at worst, more than a day to beat, more than a couple hours of just trying and trying to try. And yeah, you're going to die a lot in certain areas. You're going to die a lot here and there. But it's not this like, oh my God, I'm spending like weeks on a fucking boss every time. You know, like that first game, that first ass kicker of getting you like familiarized with it. it that's the only one that's like truly fucking like you're screaming your head off. But after that, you learn to love that part of it and that aspect of dying and dying and recognizing, oh, I'm doing better here, I'm doing better here. Or, oh, I need to go take a look at my armor or my weapons or maybe think about things in the environment that are like, oh, this is why this is here is because it helps with this boss, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's That's the relaxing part is like learning to look at it a different way other than, oh, it's too hard and it's killing me. I can't do this. I mean, the more time you put into it, the game rewards you. So, like, the better you get at, like, you, to get better, you have to keep doing it. Yeah, it's like anything in life. So, yeah, yeah. Um, did anyone else have a game that they retroactively loved, or is Bloodborne? We just gonna say I, Bloodborne. I, what did you say, Hosey? I'm the only one that answered. Okay, for me, and this was a recent one. Halo. Um, exactly the yeah. Halo series is. I will say that that is definitely kind of already. Stole some spots in my top ten all time game thing. Uh-huh. As much as I love it, man, I'm like, damn! I, if I could have like afforded as a kid an Xbox or something like that, yeah, I would have loved to be a part of that. But I'm just that happy. Multiplayer was unmatched. I'm just happy that I could still join, like, yeah. enjoy it in a similar way with like couch co op shit. Yeah, um, that is definitely one. But I'm 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 super stoked that I got through them. I haven't played five yet, but uh. You know the classic ones, and yeah, I'm I'm pretty obsessed with it now. Yeah, yeah. So we need to do a a two parter covering the whole series. We do. We'll yeah. get like a guest on for that too. Uh, I'm pretty Maximilian, sure there you go. Max wants to do it. A friend from Scoped Exposure wants to do it. We'll so mine, um, mine would probably be. So I didn't play Metal Gear Solid until the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection or whatever released for the PS3. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason I played that one was because when 4 came out, like, I spoiled everything, basically, and went and watched the ending cutscene in the graveyard. And, like, that cutscene was so fucking crazy and, like, emotional. I was like, I want to know what's going on here, you know? Like, I want to be involved in this shit. This looks cool. But I never, I didn't have a PS3 at the time. And you go through the military, I just 
just had like a 360 and the 360 had everything for me. But I remember I had the demo disc for Sons of Liberty that I think came. It was Zone of the Enders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played that a little bit and it was fun, but I was just like, I'm not spending $60 on this game. But I had friends that were like just grinding so many hours out on it and like getting all the dog tags and doing all the crazy different things in the game. So I would definitely say like if I would have been playing Metal Gear Solid in the days where I was fucking getting every mask in Majora's Mask or having that amount of time to dedicate to single player games like that would have been crazy because honestly like I just went through like Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and 4 and Peace Walker um, and then 5 obviously but like I ran through those original titles on the Legacy Collection like on like normal mode a lot of it was run and gun I didn't like give it the uh, time and energy it needed or deserved because I was just trying to get the story and I did. And it was amazing. And I fucking love it for that. But I would definitely wish like it was a part. uh, I played it in a time in my life where I was dedicating fucking hundreds of hours to single player games without worrying about like multiplayer. I can go get on with my friends on league or some shit like that. It's basically like a parallel thing to the halo for me. Yeah. Cause cause um, Man, the days of Portal Wops Online, Portal Wops Plus, and mm-hmm. MGO on the PS3 uh, for four, that was like some of the best multiplayer experiences I had. Yeah. And I honestly don't really have people to talk about that one with. Because yep. that was way less popular than like a lot of the shit that was big online at the time, too. It's very true. So it was like, fuck, like I still think about some of those times. Like that was such an amazing online experience and those those years I was playing that it was so fucking sick mm-hmm. so yeah it being a part of that era it's, it's the same thing it's like going when Halo 2 came out and you get online back when it came out you know yeah alright next that's it that's the end we appreciate everyone <laughs> bye <laughs> um let's see This one is from WT Purgatory. Um, says, if you guys ever played The Suffering on PS2, which is also on OG Xbox, any thoughts on it? I've never played the game. I've always seen it. It looks cool as hell, but I've never actually jumped in on it. I always wanted to play it. I remember finding out about it in GamePro or EGM mm-hmm. and thinking, man, this looks so sick. It To me, it looks like, it feels like it's probably condemned before condemned. It was third person, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It, was yeah. like, so it was like Manhunt X. Yeah, it's just X. the vibe that it gives me. Yeah, Manhunt vibe um, for But sure. no, never played it. Yeah, um, that was uh, one of those games that like came out at a time where I could only afford like one game every now and then. And it w- yeah. yeah. And, and, it and my parents wouldn't drive me to Black Blockbuster. Yeah. So like my friend had it and shit, and it was like a game I went over there and picked it up. Kind of like Vice City. Like my parents wouldn't buy me that, so I'd go play it at a friend's. But I'd pick it up, fuck around for a bit, and then like drop it, but I never went back yeah. to it. Dude, Vice City destroyed my family. <laughs> I believe that. It really did. <laughs> I believe it that. straight shit. up did. My brother tricked my mom into buying it, and my dad had just watched a thing Jesus. on CNN about like, you can kill hookers in this game. My dad realizes what we're playing. Goes, is this a game where you kill hookers? And whoo! yeah, my they, dad. They fucking went off. That my night. dad was so mad that I would play games with swear words in them that he would swear a lot at me. Same. I, I think I told y'all the story about like Fatal Frame and uh, Grand Theft Auto when he bought me that. That was a good time. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think you told okay. Us. Well, in, in, in any case, it's a, it's quick. I was okay. at GameStop, and my dad like. Christmases were always cool, but my dad never really like would take us out and buy us things. Yeah. But we're just at the mall one day, and he runs into AB Games, and I'm like scared because, 
you know, I'm, I'm ner- I don't want him to think that uh, he owes me anything or I don't want to feel like I deserve anything. It was fucked up as a kid. So, um, I feel you. yeah. So we're in EB games and my dad's like, oh, what, what, what games do you want or something like that? And I grabbed fatal frame and then I grabbed grand theft auto and he looks at grand theft auto. He sees the rockstar logo and he's like, doesn't that mean restricted? But then he sees the fatal frame box art and he's like, what is that? Marilyn Manson. He puts fatal frame back and buys me grand theft auto three. <laughs> Because <laughs> Marilyn Manson was worse than killing hookers and cops and rocket and tank races and everything. You know what's crazy? Is actually I agree. Do, no, oh, I do agree. <laughs> I actually remember being told the story now, but the thing that triggered okay. it to me was you doing the impersonation of your dad and going, doesn't that mean restricted? That's him, that's man. The, that's what brought It's me. a good story to bring up every it, now and then. It's a good little item. <laughs> okay, next. Um, so no, none of us play the suffering. Sorry. Sorry. But the cover looks cool and I definitely will want to play it one day. Um, no. So de.com underscore poser asks, what's a game that you could redo because it had a cool concept, but executed poorly? Oh, that we would want like remade. Like, like if we could do it right. Okay. So we're, so the three of us are doing it. We're remaking. We're going to remake it. I'm going to learn to code. Sure. We're remaking a game that was done poorly, but it had a good concept. Yes. Exit, it says, could redo it because so it had a cool maybe. concept. Yeah, exit okay. before. There's about a thousand PS2 GameCube era platformers that are like that, where it's like, this is a good idea, but this game actually blows ass. Uh, ukulele, but nah, I don't want to remake it. I want to leave it dead. <laughs> delete. What's like a hot, not like a higher concept game? I don't know. Spore? No. Just fucking put care. better That's puzzles spore. in the goddamn medium. God damn. The medium, the medium is a recent one where it could have legit been like a decent a fucking Silent Hill tribute. Uh just a just a fucking pick one. Uh I'm gonna go with fuck it was in my head. It was gone. Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg diaper game. Nice. Uh made by Sonic Team, one of their first like big quote unquote big 3D platformers in that wasn't Sonic related. Uh you're a fucking little kid in a chicken suit going around <laughs> sucking up eggs into a gun. Was that their that was their first non-Sonic game, right? It was not their first non-Sonic game, but it's 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 prob it's what a lot of a lot of people think that because it was marketed pretty hard. It's the first non-Sonic game a lot of people identified it as a Sonic team game. Gotcha. Um and it's like it's definitely fun. It's definitely dated, but there's a lot of super, super janky collision in it. That makes it super like just infuriating to play a lot of things where it's like I totally should have la- I landed on that ledge I was on that ledge so you're telling me that since I wasn't on that ledge I mean I have to go back and do 15 minutes of game yeah. to get back to that fucking ledge Jesus um, that and also it has insanely infuriating voice acting where everyone talking like this the whole time and That's they somehow movie. in the theme song misspell egg what? so <laughs> how do they spell egg uh, I think it's I think they either add seven G's or it's like G and then it's like E E G Y egg. It's something like that. Wow. It's something like that makes the rhyme scheme of the song make sense. But when you spell out egg, it's it it's got tism. Anyway, that's my answer. Billy Hatcher, big fucking egg. I'm gonna go with Kirby Air Ride. One button game. I think one that button game. Good. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that game is good. 
But that it, I, I wish I, feel I had like sold it could my be copy. So much more. Right now. Yeah, because it's like seventy dollars now. That's it fair. is ex- all GameCube shits. Like, yeah. I mean, you want to hear my Kirby A Ride scam that I pulled off? Yeah, sure. Let's go. I took you to Second and Charles, right? Hosian? <laughs> yes. That uh, used. It's like media play, but everything's used. Um, this is gonna be the the podcast of repeated stories. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, I don't think I told this on here. I feel uh, like I just remember you telling a second in Charles story and possibly Kirby, or maybe not on here. Well, see, I, I might have told, I did this multiple times. Okay. Uh, this is when you could still find GameCube games consistently at Goodwill. Mm-hmm. I bought Kirby's Air Ride at Goodwill for $8. The disc was pretty scratched up. I went to second and Charles, bought their copy with a perfect disc that was $35 at the time. Uh, and then I swapped the disc and I returned my fucked up goodwill disc to second and charles for a full refund nice i did that a lot at second and charles so that's my uh, i used to have a friend that would rent games from blockbuster and when he was done and went to return them he would scrape the disc along the walls of his house just to be a dick just if i if i can't afford game no one can have game (laughs) that's that yeah that's fucked there's a new one button game coming out now also sonic related made by the the creator of sonic Balan Wonder or Wonder World or whatever, the A button jumps, the B button jumps, <laughs> you told the Y me button that, jumps, yeah. the X button jumps, the oh, triggers all jump. Oh yeah, I remember playing that. Was, yeah, you played it for nine seconds and got angry at me. <laughs> Which, yeah. What answer you got for Lizzie? me? Yeah. Um, do you guys remember the stealth RPG Alpha Protocol? Yeah, dude, I watched an hour long documentary about that last night. I wanted to talk to you about it because no, I was like, was oh, it's them trying to do Mass Effect, but Metal Gear. You know how many people failing. A lot of people have, throughout growing up, been like, this is you, the game. I'm like, why? It's like, it's everything you like. I played it, and I was like, bro, I guess I'm glitchy. Because this is one of the most broken games i played. Yeah. It's very... Obsidian made that. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah, and, and, and I don't mean like the game. Like The game has a lot of cool elements, dude, like a stealth game that has RPG elements and yada, yada. Like, that's awesome. It totally is something that's up my lane. But, man... Technically speaking, and on like a performance aspect, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I need to link you to that doc because it will illuminate this shit. Yeah, and I, I, God, I was really excited for that game. And dude, it's been like twelve years or however long since I've like even gave it a chance. Yeah. And um, Jeremy actually brought it up to me recently. He was like, "Dude, you gotta play Alpha Protocol, man." Like this, like he like said the same thing again. Like what I've been hearing when I was in high school, and I was like, maybe I should try it again without without like. You know, just trying to just really trudge past all the shit that makes the game run like crap, and maybe there's something there for me. Yeah, but that that would be one for me for sure, and uh, maybe Cyberpunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> nice. That's a new one. Nice. Um, so this one is from Saint Hood. He says, "Do you think Max Payne needs a game for the next gen?" Um, my answer would be. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they never touched it again, but it'd be cool if they at least like remastered the first two, first three, all of them. Oh, because you want them remastered? Damn. I would, yeah, I would rather see a rejig of one than four. I'm, than, like, a, a I, I, four I'm right just now. scared of like it being a game that like someone else makes and they fuck it up bad. And I'm and did and, that company get like swallowed? No, because I think Rockstar published Max Payne. Yeah. And that's why the shooting got better in five uh, with Michael, because he was more like Max, the slowdown thing. Like mm-hmm. they kind of, because Max Payne 3 had some of the best like third person like cover and shooting yeah. I'd ever played in the game. Uh, and I guess they took that element 
and put it to GTA, at least for Michael's character. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with them not doing anything with it again. Kind of like I'm okay with them not remaking Metal Gear Solid One. Like I'm fine with that. I'm okay with it personally. I mean, not it, it, remaking or remaking. I'm not. okay with them not remaking it. But they they are remaking it though, right? Metal Gear. I think so. I, I, I think, think it's still rumors. Rumor still okay. really. it's still rumors. Well, let me, let me ask: What happened at the end of the series that makes you not want another Max Payne? I feel like they did a really good job of just like cleaning up anything loose story wise. Okay. Like a uh, and and his. Did you play Max Payne three? No. Um, did you play any of them? No. Okay. From two to three is is a long time in the storyline, mm-hmm. and I I was just like, okay, Max Payne, he's old, he's decrepit, he's rugged, he's like to me, I'm like, if if this was a real life thing, I'm like, he's probably dead. Yeah, because he was like drugs, pill, like it's he mentally wise. I don't think that he should exist now. Well, there was no there was no like pivot to a different character <laughs> or exist. not that I. It's been a long time, but no. Because okay. uh, I mean that like was well, that was a thing in Uncharted, wasn't it? Like they went to other characters when certain people's arcs run their course. In Uncharted, you play as Drake. No, it's Drake the, the whole time. Really? Yeah. Oh, there's there's thinking. DLC after four. Yeah. With some side characters, and that might be what you're thinking. That might of. be it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for main games, no. And also, can you do that? Can you have a Max Payne game called Max Payne Four? And Max Payne is just, not in it just at name, all. Bring a clone out, baby. Like, like, like his son is also named Max. Max Payne Junior. That would be the next game. Oh my god! Rated Max for everyone. Like backyard baseball <laughs> violent. Big head mode unlocked. Oh if they, if they, if they like, you know, put brought them back and and you know remastered them so different people can play them today. That's cool. But I, Max Payne Four, I don't know if they like. Dude, what about a prequel? Th- Ooh. I mean. I don't now know. you're just it's a it's a fucking it's milking it I at that like, point. No, I, yeah, I was about to say I feel like the same thing like the story of how Max became a drug addict. Fucking the only time it doesn't yeah. feel milked is when it's Metal Gear Solid. Uh-huh. <laughs> These prequels every it's day. It's Max Payne Four, but it's the dead to rights guy. Yeah, I, I I love Max Payne. I'm not saying fuck him, but like I'm like man, that was a great like character for an era, and uh, and putting him and doing a new one. I'm like, how can he do more? He's fucking. That makes sense. He's fucked. Yeah. So. If they did it, it I would have to be very, I'm very, very, very like, what's that word? Pessimistic. Scrutinizing. Or, or, or yeah. like apprehensive to be like, mm-hmm. hmm, because this is, this better be right because his character is, he's, he's fucked up, you know? I get what you're saying because a lot of people that haven't played those games just think it's like third person bullet time shooter. But yeah. it's a but depression the, game. It is. The story is it's very, very, very bad. important. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. It, it's like, there's a there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of the most memorable moments are the set piece moments that drive the story forward, not necessarily the combat. Mm-hmm. The com- it- like the first time you do the bullet time in one, it's crazy. But some of the more psychological elements in one, that's the really memorable. That's crazy. Uh, imagine an arcade shooter that has like a way deeper story than it, you would expect it to should have. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's very mentally draining, exhausting, and depressing. And straight the whole time is gray and gloomy and oh it's that's sick it's it's awesome i recommend people to play it but yeah and they change it up in three because i know it's a super old game but i don't want to spoil yeah, three too much. they turned the sun on yeah it's it he leaves he's light. like he's like i'm out of here I'm, I'm i'm in a new place it's like somewhere in south america like mm-hmm. very like miami vibes like cocaine like 
colorful shit, but the but the depression is still there, and he's pretty much just like killing himself the so, more you play the game. It, yeah. it, I'm, I'm I'm like I don't know if there needs to be any more than this. That makes sense. Yeah, Bert, question. Okay, I'm gonna go through some like quick like quick answer questions real okay. quick just to knock them out. Um, where's where's it where's it here it is. Okay, uh, Mac from Florida wants to know what's everyone's go to Waffle House order. Oh wow, it's a good one, dude. Okay, so it, <laughs> on what system? <laughs> oh my God, what Do we get eternal 30, hash browns? <laughs> Waffle House is a place for eternal boys. Yeah, uh, it has become that. Um, so it definitely. Fat Tom mode was either hash browns and waffle mm. or uh, or all-star special. Yep. Just give it all. And now it's become that hash brown bowl. The bowl is such a good time. Because I used bowl, to put all my shit in the same plate anyway. Mm-hmm. Now they put it in a bowl for mm-hmm. me, like KFC. Yeah, I was about to say, it's just like the KFC yep. bowl. Hosey. I mean, I'm, I'm a new Waffle House guy still, but the stuff that you told me to get, like mm-hmm. the uh, the chicken... Grilled chicken hash brown bowl. Grilled chicken mm-hmm. hash brown bowl. But what's that uh, sandwich I like? That's like a burger. I think you just get a burger. <laughs> well, I got the burger, but then there's a there's like the one with oh like the toast. Texas melt or something. Oh, yeah. with the toast. It's basically yeah. the burger on Bro, Texas toast. That yep, that shit is awesome. Yeah, Beauty. Beauty. I do. I do the grilled chicken hash brown bowl. Add two eggs. Uh, over easy jalapenos. Add Burt's chili on top. God, I got And then the blueberry waffle. Yeah, about to say them bringing the blueberries back. Oh, it's oh the best God, time in the world, dude. They're so fake good. little shitty blueberries. Oh, so dude, good. where do they get them? Oh, See, the chocolate chip Amazon. waffles are fire too. Mm-hmm. I definitely went with the light chocolate chip waffle when they got rid of the blueberries, but now the blueberries yeah. are back. Put the blueberries, blueberries on them. Okay, so that's Waffle House Put order. The blueberries on the dog. <laughs> um, will y'all ever live stream a podcast? I don't know about live streams because there's some things that. Um, we don't want to be live. Is that from the same? No, this is from Nigel. Sorry, okay. Nigel in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I could see us trying to do this one day, but with bated breath. We we, ta- we talked about we, it we've before. live streamed like events. The, yeah, we live streamed the game awards and all that shit, and that goes fine. So it's possible. We definitely. I am I am down with the live stream, and the more and more we make this a a streamlined lol. Uh, uh, scenario yeah. the more and more comfortable we're going to get doing certain things we've got a cool youtube video um stream planned that we're probably going to do for next q a session so we, we've got some shit in the pipe yeah we're definitely gonna even if we didn't live stream these things uh we will start videoing them that was the plan for the last one and this one yeah. it's just getting the new recording setup worked out and then mm-hmm. getting that worked out is going to take some time yeah. um, and if we you, can get y'all are, you guys are witnessing the the growth here. Yeah, if we yes. can get Spotify to do videos for us, see how much Joe Rogan pays for that, that might be a big oh thing. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I do have a dollar guy a call there. He might not answer, but I have a guy I can call. Okay. Um, I know him. I know him. Tate wants to know, how did Coffee Cup on Dashboard go? Surprisingly well, because that Dory coffee pot, coffee mug, um, I don't know why, but it's the way it's shaped, which it bounces back and forth. That thing is it giant. spills like a motherfucker, though. Like, you can, like, just barely even walk forward and it'll fucking slush all over the place but it went well my truck is still clean uh alex from the northwest uh he wants to know how many holes in a straw i say one Mm, that is i say cylinder tube uh how many holes in a straw with the way i opened them maybe like six but one (laughs) really two you're gonna say two. There's, Why is it two? There are two holes. There's a hole at the end. Uh, just to just to argue with you. Uh, there's a hole okay, at the let's, end. Well, let's do it. All right. Yeah. There's Jack a hole. There's, there's a hole. There's a hole at the three. There's a hole at the end and a hole in the beginning and then a big gaping hole in the middle. So at what point does the hole at the end and the beginning disconnect from the hole in the middle? At what point? 
Yes. Like physically or metaphorically? Because how can one hole, just because it has a beginning and an end, which is what a hole is, have multiple holes Wait, because it's so, not it's not microscopic. No, it's not 2D. Here's my question. Okay, so a hole has a beginning and an end. No. Or an opening and a closing. Is that what you just said? I, I It does not have a closing. Okay, so a hole in the ground. I dig a hole in the ground. I dig, mm-hmm. I dig your grave. Yep. I dig your six-foot grave. That's one hole. Hold on. Okay. Can I stick a vacuum over that hole and suck out air from the other end? And suck out air from the if other it was, end? If the hole in the ground is technically air seal, airtight. No. Exactly. Okay. But you can with the other one, with the straw. Yes, because it's one hole, but there's an opening on each end. A hole in the ground doesn't have an opening at the other see, end. I disagree. I, well, I where disagree. is the closure in the straw? There is no closure because there's two holes. Huh? No, there's one and hole. Now it's a tube. There's one hole. No, there's two okay, holes. Okay, so if I take a piece of paper, right? Got it. Follow me on this. Take I'm, a piece of paper, puck a, puck, poke a hole through it, right? Got it. There is now a cylindrical hole in this tiny piece of paper. Got it. Is that one holes or two holes? Six. That's, that's You're going to do this? No, that's one hole. It's one hole. It's one hole. So do you realize how big a piece of paper is? It's paper thin. Yes, but that's not... If you look at it under a microscope, that's not very it's actually, thin. It's actually very large. Yes. Under a microscope, yes. But a straw is... Tom, Tom agrees with me. He's no, just, I, I... Remember when I said a second ago? Yeah, all right. We're getting off of this. We're getting off of this. Okay, so um, that was my burner questions. I'll go to an actual question now. Okay. Um, then I'll do on the new. All right. Alec, uh, wants to know you get a hundred percent of the library, but only one system for eternity, eternal boys and solo either way. Oh, I that's, love that, that people that's start a, bringing up. Thank you for doing now. that. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was the biggest, uh, crux of our decisions. So does that mean it's one system, but you get one system for the rest of your life, eternal boys, but you have the entire library. Okay. Japanese okay. as well. He would have yep. that. <laughs> he didn't say Japanese, but I, I know him enough to mention that. that. Yeah, he will be. Um, um, damn, that's a... Shit. It's like, uh, because you could say, like, PS2. Because, 360. Because, well, I was saying PS2 because the library is so big, mm. but does the Eternal... The Eternal... Yeah, Boys what, what am I going to play? SOCOM fucking 3 for eternity? No, yeah, give me that 360, Mike. <laughs> give me that 360. PSP for File Team Bravo. For Let's go play, play fucking Monster Hunter, bro. I don't know why I just said Mike, but give me the 360. <laughs> give me the 360, <laughs> give me the 360 Mike. Mike Sugars, give me the 360 now. Um, um, I mean, 360 is huge. That, that's, that would be like... A majority of people's answers. Right? What, what the, has it, better online? 360 is the most Eternal Boys system. Mm-hmm. And Eternity is a very long time. I've noticed. And sit in a room by yourself and play a video game and then sit in that same room and play it with three other friends. See it, how long it lasts. That's fair. Okay, well... I, I'm, I'm more of a solo. I enjoy solo over you, multiplayer. That's fair, but I, I think there's Eternity. enough... There's, I guess this is my question. So I, I also relate 360 to mostly fun, like, multiplayer stuff. Yeah. What are the solo experiences that fill the time? You had Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Um, you had Lost Odyssey. Well, uh, Lost Odyssey was the Halo was games. The was uh, were we don't want to play that. That is an eternity, games. even without this question. What Lost Odyssey? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's just you. <laughs> that is an eternity. Now it's now you're now, living now, your now you're the <laughs> now you're making this into oh, the real sucks. world. Now you're the now you have the a thousand year dreams. That game shipped on four fucking disc. Amazing. God. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. I will say, what was what was her name? Fucking. 
some bitch that started with an L or a Y or something. She, they literally graphically updated, they, they edited in veins in her titties. It was amazing. What the fuck? Uh, it was fantastic. <laughs> like no that, that broad. In Lost Odyssey? Oh, dude, yeah, it was so good. Damn. That was a very beautiful game. It was. I regret not getting much further into it. I bought it for uh, a 24-hour grind. Mm-hmm. That, I've told you guys about that, right? Mm, no. Everyone's in the everyone's in Austin Kranich's basement in a circle. You're not allowed to leave <laughs> at all for Jesus. 24 hours. All you can do is play a game where you can level up. It has to be a game where level ups are possible. And every time you level up, you have to say ding. And everyone goes, grats. And you have to be there for 24 hours. You're only allowed to leave to go piss outside. The only reason I think Lost Odyssey would be a horrible game for that is because those dreams that you have are like mini novels and you will fall asleep multiple times. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think because I ended up not being able to stay for the whole thing because I went to a band practice, which I really party foe. But I think I played Tales of the Abyss instead. And Mm -hmm. Timmy bought an Xbox. And played Oblivion and then grabbed by the ghoulies. For the whole ET has talked nice. to me about liking those two a lot. He does <laughs> like grabbed by the ghoulies. Um, I think I would go for to answer the question for sure. Uh, even though the GameCube is my favorite system, uh, I think I would probably end up saying 360. Uh, yeah, I'll go with those. Are my two top? It'd be GameCube or 360. Yeah, it would be one of the two. Um, it sucks. I really wish I, there was a system in there that had a lot of good RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like so JRPGs. Blue Dragon, baby, that's what you got. <laughs> I know. I was thinking. About, I was like, Lost Odyssey and Blue. I Dragon wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> There's a Blue Dragon DS game. It's like a strat RPG. Uh-huh. It's actually pretty good. But that first thirteen was on um, Xbox, wasn't it? FF thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But the Final Mass Hall, Effect series. Final fucking hallway, baby. To no, to no surprise, I would say PS2 because you also have all the PS1 library. No, you don't. It's backwards no, compatible. No, but we're going with, with just the system in that individual system's library. Because 360 was backwards compatible. Yeah. So we're when so, I don't know. Never. Yeah, you could. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could. There was original Xbox games. Yeah, they added that in at the end with the it, arcade and shit. It, oh, the it, digital it was, library. It was software emulation, oh, so it wasn't oh, baked okay. in. I don't. So I, I, I don't remember that. Go, like I, I played Psycho. I played Ninja on Gaiden it. Black on my 360 nonstop. It does work, but some not every game works. And also because it's software emulation, there are graphic there are problems in some of the games. Uh, but it okay. is in there. But we're not doing back. Uh, oh, we're not doing that. Still PS2. Though. I figured you. Would be yeah. yeah, I mean, all the all of my favorite games are on there, started on there, or continued on there. Yeah. And Metal Gear Solid Two, Three, uh, Ratchet and Clank's, Hitman's, Jack and Dagger. Like I, 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 I have think to. If, pick you, those. if you decide you're going to completely delete the Eternal Boys option yeah. from this question, I PS2 would. is the is the best answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, IMO. I think so too. Yeah. But also, I got into 360 pretty late, so the only yeah. Eternal Boys game that I could think of besides playing Halo was Gears of War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a beautiful time, dude. Yeah, that was a great 19 time. round ranked matches on Mansion. Oh my fucking God. Take Dang. me back. I, I hope that death is going back to that time for eternity with the <laughs> Eternal Boys. With my squad. Yep. Going, running upstairs you guys to the couch I can just to get shotgunned right and they get the sniper. GameCube is very strong Eternal Boys system. It's fucking... It's GameCube is one of the... Dude, like that's... That's as a, far that's how a legendary. Do I have system. essentially every GameCube game ever made in there, and we never just sit and play. Because you don't have the couch, huh? I can bring them in here. No, you're but not. You, you can't come in here. <laughs> I, Get yeah. out. Shit. Well, well, GameCube. I would say Eternal Boys like 
say everyone's sharing the same yeah, TV. Yeah, it's a it's couch. Three sixty. Yeah. Everyone's got the LAN set like the full. You could you could do tunneling software with the GameCube because they had sixteen player Mario Kart. Oh wow! And Kirby Air Ride. Then they and then they they had the online thing for like Double Dash, right? You could. No one played it. Okay. Yeah. The only online game on GameCube that got any sort of real momentum was Fantasy Star. I was about to say, yeah. The big ass All game. I want to say is, I just I just thought about this. If the 360 was backwards compatible, how come the Xbox Series X still cannot play games like Fear and other shit? That's developer um, copyright orient uh, fucking cases. That sucks because uh, yeah. the same develop the same yeah. people who did Condemned did Fear. I can play Condemn, but I can't play Fear. Well, that's I was thinking be about that because what was there was a game recently that was announced for the Switch that I really wanted to be backwards compatible, but now that they're releasing it on the Switch, I was like, that's probably why it wasn't backwards compatible. Republic Commando? Yes, that is oh, it. Yeah. I, I thought it was backwards compatible, bro. I don't it think it, it is. Well, let's find out right now because I would love. Well, let, I'll search. Check the back of my Republic people. Commando box. It might say See if it'll you put be, the sticker on it. Let, <laughs> Or if it just says it will be one day. <laughs> 20 years into the future. That is definitely... Fuck. That makes sense then, but damn, still. Anyone who hasn't played Republic Commando, uh, it's maybe the best Star Wars game of all time. It is. It's up there. And I would argue damn. that it is in the top 10. Bro, FPSs. you're going to say that over Battlefront? I don't think Battlefront 2. I mean, I think Battlefront 2 was the fucking... That would be there. There's like there's like the four horsemen of dope Star Wars games outside mm-hmm. of like just Jedi shit. Yeah. Battlefront, Republic Commando, and this uh, X-wing game on GameCube. Repo- Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Leader. Rogue, Rogue Leader. And there's got there's another one that I'm forgetting that I know is awesome that doesn't have to do with like Skywalker little shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was gonna have to pick my four Star Wars games, my four horsemen, it would be Rogue Leader, uh, Battlefront Two. Republic Commando, and then Fallen Order. Okay, I was gonna say actually Jedi Outcast. That would be that. Yeah, and then I could I could be convinced to dump Fallen Order for Jedi Outcast or Jedi Academy. Yeah. My Republic Commando is backwards compatible. I'm an idiot. Boys, I we gotta get on it. <laughs> well, we I have it, it here. Um, we'll put it in the PS5. See what happens. Okay, what's our next question? We've been on this one for a minute. Uh, well, time you go. Uh, yeah. What if I don't want to? Then okay. I'll go. I got it. I'm I'm pulling them up now. Uh, all right, so Bert asked me, do do you crush ramen when it's in the bag before putting it in? And no, I pull it out, I pull the two halves apart, and I break them into four individual pieces. That sucks. So I, I throw them all in. <laughs> so I still have some sizable noodles in there. I think you're big. supposed to just lay it in the water. I do. You are. I but I crush it. it like a madman because I, I don't want to have to battle for the noodles. If I'm making prison chips, I crush it. Yep. For sure. And if I'm making prison chips, it means the bats are back. Um, and then let's see questions that we actually got for real. Uh, Spencer, friend of the podcast from that scoped exposure podcast, he had a couple of good ones. Best controller of all time. I mean, 360 shit. It that controller is, I mean, now is just a all is kind of an evolved version of of the 360 controller, like the, the, series, the, X oh, the series X controller. So the, the, the pro, the elite. Xbox, Xbox Elite controller or whatever, the $150 fucker. That thing is god tier. I would say that's the best controller. For me, still the most comfortable one is the GameCube controller, but its comfort suffers at 
for with functionality. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty annoying. I think that C stick is god awful. The, the D pad is, is shot too. The C stick yeah. is god awful. The D pad is terrible. But every time I hold it, that Z it button just feels so good. Just like wrapping my hands around. Yeah, we love that but big also, green A button. Well, yeah, but if a game was designed around that, because it's oh yeah, definitely. Like if for it, it being your primary button, then it makes sense. But if you try if you try to play any game where for some reason that's not your primary yeah. input. It's infuriating, kind of like going back and uh, trying to play games that were built around like uh, like trying to play Smash mm-hmm. on a non GameCube controller. You can is kind tell. of infuriating for that you reason. Can tell. It doesn't have that like. It just doesn't feel natural. I did the, genuinely love like the A button and then going over up to do the fucking X and Y. I, I like the controller. I love those fucking triggers. To be honest, like oh yeah, for specific things, those are fucking those triggers but, are awesome. Oh. D pads fucking nuts. It really depends on also like what you've played because um in those like PS2 era years I was huge tech and Marvel, blah blah yeah, blah. And, and like horrible for that shit. And and on PS2, that was the best. That's got the best D pad. It had the best mm-hmm. like you know, for playing games like that, I yeah. always found it to be the best. And so I just got so molded to it. But then when you go and you're trying to play something like Halo or whatever, if you had to stuck with L2 and R2 as your shoe buttons, yeah. that would be terrible. No, uh, that, the fucking, I, I, I know there are people that go up to bat for this, but the analog sticks being both on the bottom side of the controller and the PlayStation controllers, I wanted to fucking die. Yeah. I, I hate that, that shit. I, I understand. The Xbox moving the move, the left analog stick forward, mm-hmm. that is fucking God tier move. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like them both now at this point. Like I, I can move t- between both controllers mm-hmm. and be like, this is completely fine. And Xbox has done the one of the biggest good things that they've been sleeping on for a long time is that's actually improving their D-pad. Because, yes. man, that, that 360 D-pad, for yeah. things that I enjoyed to play, were... <laughs> you trying to fart? No. Oh, I was trying no, to I was get... scratching my back. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying to fart, so I was trying to shove my mic into your Jesus ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, but the newer controllers on both, like what's happening now, they both do good things. They're both cool. The um, the Series X controller is basically Xbox One, but more improved. The clicky uh, D-pad, that's like octagonal or whatever. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that a lot. And the PS5 controller is is, is also cool. So. I think yeah, all I, the current systems have good controllers. Even yeah. the, the Switch Pro controller. Oh, the Switch like Pro controller was like the first like – Standard, really dope controller. Yeah, it's got a great out of the newer system. I'll even fuck with the Joy Cons for their versatility on like certain games for Switch and everything like that. Like obviously, I don't mind it for the fucking for like Dark Souls or something. I want to blow my head off thinking about playing them with Joy Cons. But the Pro controller is amazing. Um, But playing a lot of Nintendo games, I fucking I I didn't mind the Joy Cons. I mean, I think I talked a lot about the PS5 controller last cast, but I after a while, like thinking about it, like. The, the triggers and the resistance triggers that you can um, do and all that shit, I think that's real fucking just novelty shit that everybody's going to be turning off um, pretty soon because the thought of using them with other games, especially shooters where you're fucking clicking the triggers every couple of seconds, like, that's going to get annoying. But their rumble feature, like, again, like, that micro rumble and adjusting, like, revolutionizing rumble like they did, that's fucking, that's god tier. Yeah. They they fucking murdered that and the the noises that come out of the controller definitely add like a really 4D effect to a lot of the games. Yeah. Because like I was playing Demon Souls and just like 
I don't know if I was like healing or doing certain things with myself, but hearing that come from the controller, it was really cool. You know, shit like that. They, it took them a while to get the triggers in a place where I find them to be like just right. Um, whereas 360 Xbox always kind of started with it perfectly. Yeah, they, then, they knew they had something good. I actually didn't even um, like the fucking Xbox One transition from the 360 because 360 had a wider thumb slot on these sticks mm -hmm. and they uh, kind of closed that up a bit. So the triggers are a little harder for me, but that's only with the console's uh, base model. The Elite has opened up. And they, you were saying. They swapped like... Basically, it took PlayStation a while to get the triggers right. It took Xbox a while to get the D-pad mm -hmm. right. And, yeah. they, and it all really just depends on what you like to play. Like, I never really played shooters that much besides, like, Gears and whatever. So, um, I, a lot of my... And then when I finally got to, like, play more shit like Halo and all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, this is, like, the way. It must mm -hmm. be this way. You know, I, I used to argue, like, to the death about certain things. Like, if somebody would have told me that, oh, the fucking uh, analog sticks on the PlayStation controller better... It's a completely subjective fucking opinion and Very take true. and everything. Like, that is going to vary from person to person. And, yeah, it'll probably vary, like, fanboyism or console preference or this, that, and the other. Like, just if people want to be a dick. There are so many things that going into saying, oh, X is better than Y, um, that it's not even worth it. And, like, I used to argue to the fucking death about dumb shit like that. And then what changed was I was in line at Best Buy for a PS4 the night it released. And there was a dude out there hanging out with everybody. And I mentioned, like, we were talking about consoles and this and that. And I mentioned, I was like, um, you know, I don't see how people said something. Because, uh, I mean, the Xbox even had, like, all the better games on it and stuff like this. And he was like, well, I mean, that's completely subjective. Like, I think PS3 had, you know, the best games, blah, blah, blah. And I just realized, I was like, there's no arguing with that. <laughs> There's literally no arguing no. with somebody being like, I prefer this. So, you know, that's a completely subjective take. Yeah. Um, so that's when I stopped. Like, I'll say like, dude, yeah, it makes me want to fucking blow my head off when somebody says, oh, the fucking analog sticks down here are cool or better, or blah, blah, blah. But obviously there's no right answer. There's no best answer. You could just give your fucking preference. All and we can do we, is hit them. And all we can do is yep. agree that the PS3 is actually the worst controller ever made. <laughs> Yo, that thing feels I like can, you're I, holding a McDonald's happy. I can boy. do an entire episode on just that controller that pisses me off because of the amount of times I had to fuck with them the at uh, my old job. Yeah, dude. What, like what? So what's different from that one to the PS2 and the PS1? It's well, a lot easier for roaches to live I, inside of I, I wish I... It's somewhere in here. Oh, I, I wish God. I could just hand you the PS3 controller right now. But uh, mainly the uh, L2 and R2 yeah. uh, are... Bruh. I'll, I'll find it after this episode. But there's something really spongy that technology-wise in hardware-wise in, in the L2 and R2 that, like, if you try to do anything fast, it doesn't let you. And it wasn't like that on 2 and 1? No. Really? 2 and 1 are just complete buttons that There's go no in. travel. There's gotcha. no, there's no like, mm, like Yeah, circling. like on the 4. Yeah. yeah. Um, and first of all, that sucked. And the uh, analog sticks, for some reason, whatever material they use on those, if, if they're really old or if you drop them or if... If you just put wear into them, mm -hmm. the way they feel, it feels like if you uh, turned your sensitivity slider at max on a game because they move so like flimsy-like, yeah. almost like a broken N64 thing. Yeah. And it almost feels like it's two pieces. The 
the stick and then the 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 circle part it's not like it's not one piece because when you're moving the top part can spin by itself mm-hmm. not the stick does that make sense yeah that shit sucks ass it and is. they soft changed it towards the end because if you take the controller apart into pieces there's a little piece on the L2 and R2 area that comes off separate from the actual controller itself yeah. And that could be a, that was a nightmare to fix. That could break. Blah blah. blah. It, it got really annoying. It is fucking crazy how like looking at the controllers now and seeing like through the generations what they each realized from the other was like, oh, this is fucking. This is a better idea. Like GameCube and Xbox both launched with triggers, um, which is funny because I think the Sega Saturn controller had triggers, uh, like the the Knights in a Dreams controller. Holy shit. I think that one had triggers on it. I the fucking Sega Saturn controller. Um, Because there was, but the Xbox and GameCube launched with triggers, and then uh, the L2 and R1, uh, L2 and L1 buttons, that was always a PlayStation thing, right? L1, L2. Yeah, yeah, because Xbox Xbox launched with black and white down at the bottom. woke up. And then they put them on the fucking uh, top where L1 and R1 are. Then they became the bumpers on the 360. Because Dreamcast only had triggers too, right? Yep. That was a good controller, by the way. Dreamcast had a solid-ass controller. It is. It looks psychotic. And I would say the analog sticks on it feel pretty shitty now. But the face buttons and the I, I honestly were good. loved those and analog sticks. Yeah, me like, too. And even I, going back and playing Power Stone, that was a good fucking time. There was, I gotta get a they had the cast. little, um, they had the little dots, the little like lit, raised yeah. dots on the plastic. That was cool. But yeah, yeah that, that's a shout out to Dreamcast controller. Something that we never talked Dreamcast ever. Um, I'll do a question and then Hosey in Europe. Okay. Quick one from my. Uh, the Knights into Dreams controller did not have triggers on it. I just looked it up. Sorry. Go good. ahead. Uh, from boy Sean up Portland. What is your favorite sound from the Mario Sounds catalog? Not music, just like an effect sound, like like getting a coin or the sound of Mario's ass hitting the ground. One more interruption. Okay. Yes, it did. I just found it back. Sorry, I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Go ahead. Re- question. <laughs> you sound like an idiot. <laughs> your favorite uh, sound effect from Mario from any Mario game? It's not not music. Uh, sound Can I go? Effect, yeah. Um, Luigi's Mansion, one. Every like every time you called for Mario, there would be like a different percentage based on which Mario he would yell out. So if you keep spamming it, eventually he does a very like. There was one that was like very cool because it was like a very scared like. Mario, but then after a while, dude, you're just running through the hallway, and he just screams at the top of his lungs. Mario, (laughs) my favorite is Mario. Yeah, Mario. That's that's Luigi's Mansion God tier sound effects. Oh, amazing, 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 amazing sound. You know, shit like that. But like when he screams at the top of his lungs, as he's just like pedaling his little feet around the fucking mansion. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite Mario sound effect. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I had that one in the in the fucking it. chamber. You did. I, was was, like, I did yes. not expect that at all. Hosey? What is the sound on uh the sound when you like get on you jump on something that's bouncy and then you like hold it? That that sound effect. I don't know. What that is good. It. Like when you jump on like a bouncy mushroom or something. Or the music note or or mm-hmm. uh oh. or like the little sticks that if you go on the edge, it's like I don't know. It, I I can't explain it. What the pla- what object it is that you mm-hmm. get on to get you to jump higher? Um, 
Also, I like the uh, sound in, uh, when you have the cape and you do like the big bomb drop. It's good. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Are you up. talking about the burn? Yes. Burn? Yes. That's a good one. That is a good sound. That's effect. a fucking awesome sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything that has like a trampoline effect. Yep. Uh, I don't want to cop out, but it's the uh, the sound of getting a coin. Only because I've never heard of that one before. What? Like, yeah, this ain't Sonic, dickhead. What? Grabbing a coin in a fucking. This isn't. Game? I didn't say you ring, done, asshole. You ain't ever done that shit. <laughs> uh, only because it's. Uh, I figured out how to make that sound on guitar, like probably like three weeks into me owning a guitar. Nice. And it was just like a oh my god, like super like. I'm a I'm a god. <laughs> I can't wait to do this joke at parties. I am the guitar hero. Um, that my favorite musical moment is definitely na 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 because my favorite thing to do in in band stuff is when there's a pause in a song is to awkwardly play that as fast as I can and then play the last note incorrectly. <laughs> so in any time that I can practice, there'll be a pause right before a really annoying breakdown. I used to do it at shows and then I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> nice. um, I In pop punk bands, I did used to sneak it into pop punk songs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes instead of playing the song, I would just play the national anthem. Hosey, <laughs> uh, you got a question? Yes, this one is from Casino X Cowboy. He says, what is your favorite movie slash TV show based game? I feel like we might have answered this before, but we'll Think do so. it again. I think definitely Mario Brothers. I think I said that last time. Movie or the show? The movie. I will say because they did say movie or show, right? The show was fucking fantastic too. The cartoon? Yeah. Yes. But the movie was fucking honestly god tier. If you disagree, you're wrong. It's (laughs) it's like I don't know. I ain't been in a Manhattan in a couple of weeks. Well, the question I think is like, what's the game based off of a movie? Oh, the game based off. Oh, we did that too. Lord of the Rings. Oh, we did. But that we can do it again. No, just do it we again. got fans. Okay, we got Lord of the Rings, <laughs> we got new baby. Fans. Yep. Just, yeah. Which one though? Uh, I would say Two Towers. Return of the oh, King was great, but Two Towers. Like two Towers was... is like the pinnacle. Yeah. You're at no. When you're kicking the fucking things down Bro. and deep and shit. What? What you got? Return of the King is the fire. No, nah, but it's the same fucking game. But Two Towers is what you to... fucking de ghost army and shit. I don't want to fight all that shit. But why? Because <laughs> it's <laughs> shitty fucking little brown caves and stuff. I didn't like it, but but and that fight with the fucking skeleton king or whatever. All the fucking new characters you could do and hear that monster. You could do the same characters in two towers. Can't play as Pippin. Nobody <laughs> played as Pippin. <laughs> well, who trying to sit down and spend six hours playing? Can't use what well, can Pippin fucking level can't play up? Fair, he ain't got man. dual arrows. Those dual arrows were god tier. I was Aragorn just taking all the experience, but once a motherfucker you're playing with gets the dual arrows as Legolas, you ain't killing shit. No. Gimli, sorry, man. You chill. Hang in the back. <laughs> there is a broken... <laughs> but the Pelennor uh, Fields fight in Return of the King was sick. That that was a very good fight. That, that was very fun. There is a Lord of the Rings game on Game Boy. It's a turn-based RPG that's broken, and you actually cannot get to the final boss. Talking it's, about Third Age? It's, it, I might be Third Age. It's incorrectly programmed, but... There is a glitch you can do, like a wall, essentially a wall jumping glitch mm-hmm. in this turn-based RPG, to get to the end. And right. I want to buy it because I see it at Planet Fun and other places like three dollars all the yeah. time. Also, because you can speed run it in like twenty minutes. Nice. I want to dive into that. Um, so, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, or Two Towers. Uh, what's my favorite fucking movie game? 
Uh, op- Jurassic Park Operation uh, Genesis. Wait, was that on Genesis? No, it's okay. um, it's the it's on Xbox, PS2, PC, Mac. It's a roller coaster tycoon, but Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park on Genesis might be a close fucking that, second. I would say Jurassic me. Park Genesis Rampage Edition, uh, or even just the initial one. Both of those. The one where you can play as there. Grant or the Raptor. Yes. It's good. Um, Back then, those movie good. games were actually hitting right. Well, that's because yeah. the I feel like the, the the framework for games was just so shoehorned into being yeah. some two D adventure yeah. that like it had to be good. How like, much I, could I, you I, fuck up? Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of like how there's Superman all those really really well, no, good three D Capcom games. Yeah, yeah, Castle uh, Illusion and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Really good game. I liked um, I liked the Aladdin game, Super Nintendo and Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, Goldeneye too. That was Goldeneye. Um. I've mentioned this before, but one weird one that's actually fucking awesome is the Toy Story 3 game mm-hmm. on the yep. Xbox 360 and the PS3. That game is awesome, and it kind of introduced the toy box mode that would be what would uh, be like the Infinity, I think, Disney yes. Infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really Same fun. Same developer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, very cool, awesome game. If, if anyone sees it one day, it's kind of, I think, a little bit kind of rare now, actually. I've seen it for like $30, $40 one time. Yeah. But if anyone comes across it, definitely play that shit for real. I'll say just to flip the question to like favorite game or show based off of a game or something like that. Those Sonic Boom games are terrible, but the cartoon is really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's I love the OG Sonic cartoons. I do too. I remember I one time yep. the Sonic was in this like duster plane or whatever, like the Red Baron plane. Yeah. He turns around and he the does tornado. the finger guns at um robotnik and he's like and then robotnik actually starts getting shot and he's like how does he do that (laughs) (laughs) it's so sick sonic's like wearing like goggles or something he just turns on he's like with his finger guns and he actually starts like shooting him up the (laughs) dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life do you guys remember it might have been that or the turtles like the cassettes that you can get at burger king like vhs yeah you get the vhs's like at Burger King. Oh, I got Lamb Before Time and uh, American Tale Five Will Goes West VHS, but I did not get the. Yeah, they were. I, I remember them being like a thing, a promotional thing at Burger King. You could mm, get them there. That's fucking sick. Yeah, back then it was a fucking OG sick, get, OG fucking Happy Meal toys. Yeah, Pete, sure. I, I know a lot of people fucking flocking to McDonald's right now because they got Pokemon cards. Isn't it crazy? Pete, like, shit. like you can basically like. They're scalpers for some baby shit now. Dude, true, like, bro. true, like, just get your starters in. Although, right now, uh, boxes of the current Pokemon sets, mm-hmm. like booster boxes, are selling for twice their normal value because po- somehow there's just so many people trying to buy it now because I don't know what about this current set, but, like, people that don't play the game are not involved. And Pokemon Company had to come out and make a statement, like, we are printing more. Please don't play these inflated flashes. We're printing more, printing more. It's like, motherfucker, no one's cared about this game in years. Mm-hmm. It's but then crazy. Pat Snyder made seven billion dollars selling a single Charizard. So fuck you, Pat Snyder. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, my friend. I'm just kidding. Jose, give me another question, then Bert's up. Cool. Uh Joe Martinez. Yes. Yeah. First gaming moment that made you feel like a true badass. Uh, Damn. I mean, I won't I don't know if this is my first, but one that came immediately to mind was uh Arkham. When Which those moment? uh Literally, the moment you fight <laughs> in, oh, in that oh, game. Yeah, fuck you. Like, because like, we had never played shit like that before. Yeah. Arkham was like, started that. Yeah. Um, so when you were just blow, like, 
punching and doing all the combos and like making people fly. Like you're and it's you versus like ten like thugs or whatever. Like you are like mm-hmm. after you beat them, you know you know how it always Dancing goes. Dancing through everybody. Ooh, the last guy that gets knocked out is always in slow motion. Yeah, that 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 was the signal like end of the battle time. or whatever. You felt fucking dope after that. Yeah, yeah. So that would be my. I don't know if it's the first, but that one that was like. It's so definitely no way it's your first, but that's a that's a good one though. Yeah, my first is it would de- it's definitely something Genesis related. It's either the first time I actually finished a special stage in Sonic Three mm-hmm. and got a Chaos Emerald, or playing any time I was playing Road Rash. And, Road Rash, and I'm tight. driving, and some motherfucker tries to pass me, and then I just beat their ass, Very and fun they game. fall in the street doing seventy and miles an hour and lose all their fucking knock skin. them out with the chain and the yeah, spray. Just whooping somebody. The, Road Rash is the series I would. I would definitely play if it was revitalized. Mm-hmm. They tried with like another game, like maybe like same team oh, really? from a long time ago. Made one. I think it was only on the PC. Weird. I'll just fucking find that. Yeah. And see if it's any good. What about you, Bert? Um, First fucking... time you felt like a badass god. Is uh, this room getting dark right now? Yeah, right. Our only light source is SpongeBob is doing the dumb face. Dumb, dumb face. face. Look at the, the fucking nose, dude. God. That's crazy. Look at the cheeks. Um, there's a few that come to mind. I, cause I want to say the first one where I was like, you know, was, um, Wind Waker when your final attack on Ganon is him fucking rolling around Ganon, jumping up and driving your fucking sword through his forehead. That was insane. And like everything just kind of freezes, like Link just stays in place and everything. There's like a fucking second or two where it's just paused and you fuck, ah, dude, it's so insane. Um, I was going to say Shining Force 3, after you reach level 10, which takes quite a few hours throughout the game with each character, you get to promote the characters and shit. And, like, how much more powerful, like, their whole, like, uh, costume and everything changes. And then you go into a battle and you're just doing so much more goddamn damage. It is insane. And um, that that was a pretty big one, just, like, coming back with, like, fucking Hayward or Masquern or however the fuck you pronounce that broad's name and like you uh you just do like insane damage and you're killing people in like one hit that was uh that was really sick mm-hmm. sick um should I keep going or let's uh... give Bert one alright let's see hit it Bert uh the fuck is that one ever cranked one out Taylor Sullivan from um New Orleans nah fuck I get all these I said Baton Rouge for New Orleans and New Orleans for fucking Slido. Wait, did they Whatever. just ask if you ever cranked one out? That ever was... cranked one out while playing Steam Hearts on Sega Saturn? No. No. Do y'all know what this game is? No. Dude, it is fucked. Like, if you look at it, it's not like, because there are literally some, Steam like, ero- what, what, what do you, what kind of, erotic? No, it's like, what's the, Alec would know this, what's the Japanese game that's just like porn, basically? It's like Eroch or something, E-R-O-C-H. I don't know. There's a certain yeah. type of game out there that's specifically labeled that. And this isn't as bad as some of them where it's literally like a fighting game and you get... Never mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, this game is literally just like you're, you're fucking playing to unlock like specific fuck obviously it's like a lot of fucking anime yeah i'm I'm, I'm seeing some some naked anime yeah it's it's there it's got anime titties and it's fairly tasteful so i had to look it up this is fairly tasteful i never played it on sega saturn but i have officially cranked one out to it taylor so thank you um next question was 
Will we be alive by the time Elden Ring comes? Does it exist? Is it just legend? Ooh, I got an Elden Ring question too. Okay. So let's tie these in together. Okay. Because uh, they're basically the same. Uh, who asked yours? Um, uh, fuck. I, I, I know. We, I, Zach, 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 Zach from a uh, New Hampshire area. He might be from Maine or Boston. But yeah, Zach. Something from there. Uh, the guy asked me. Their name is uh, Sync Clown Posse sixty nine. Sick. I'm not sure the real name. Sync. I'll check later. But they said, do you think Elden Ring will live up to the hype, to, uh, up to all this hype that's being created? So let's just do a little Elden Ring talk for a minute. Yeah. I think what, it will. Sorry, go ahead. Are people hyped? Like, like has there, like, I, people are obviously hyped that there is a new From Software game slash franchise, mm -hmm. whatever. But is there, like, enough info out there to be, like, hyped? Like enough hype that people could be let down from? The info, I believe, yes, because the info is is it's from software and George R. Martin. Fair enough. And after every game awards, game show, conference, everything, uh, Twitter is lighting up about no Elden Ring. All the memes are no Elden Ring. Yeah. Casual fans, obviously, because Dark Souls is a moderately like mainstream. I mean, it's very mainstream. Like casual fans have officially started like loving it and like introducing themselves to it and stuff like that so even people that are like oh i don't like all those hard games they're still fucking playing it you know um i think there's i think the fact alone is it's from software they've mentioned a few things about it to really intrigue people like shit like um oh it's gonna be this completely different experience or some shit like that i remember they've said very key things and those are enough to get people drooling with where it's coming from um, is it ever going to come out? I believe it will. It scares me how little info there is. Just again, that's one of my red flags about like, is a game going according to plan or are they having so much trouble? Just like when y'all write music, like the more you stare at it, the more you start throwing shit at it, try to fix it. It can cause problems. Yes. That's, that's how I feel about it. That's fair. I think, um, so will it come out? Yes. Uh, what state will it be in? I don't think a bad one. I guess my question would be like, so George R. R. Martin's involved. How much is he involved? And like, does that mean that this is going to be a game that has more? Will the story be built in the same way that uh, that other from software games have built their stories, where there is a story if you decide you're going to go find it, kind of thing? Uh, I think is it going to be more overt? Because if like, what would it's almost like? What's the point? of bringing in this person if you're not going to like make the story more overt and I could if so if this does end up being because of that a more narrative driven game I could see that exciting some people but also pissing some people I'm, off I mean and the thing I feel like a lot of people are always like mm, this is gonna suck but they're they every time they do something in my opinion I'm like dude Leave them, they got this shit, dude. Yeah, you know, like they deserve the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. like, like, dude, like, people were like, "What? No multiplayer in Sekiro? Fuck this!" A uh, couple days later, this is my favorite game from them. Type yeah. shit. Like, like, it's like, like I was guilty of that. You know, like, like let I am if 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 there's one studio, I'm like, they got this shit. Mm -hmm. It's them, dude. For me, I so. think so. Sekiro introduced like a more um, in your face narrative while still keeping it fairly like subdued and shit like that. I think bringing in such a high profile writer will push it a little further than Sekiro did, 
but even then like i like i i love the dark souls and bloodborne thing of the story and the lore is there if you want it and there's a lot of it but goddamn dude did sekiro every single cutscene in sekiro gives me such a fucking hard one because of how well it was done and like the voice acting and their casting departments are fucking phenomenal with like who they get to do the voices and shit like that. So um, they did say like the story or the setting, I believe is going to be more like fantasy based and not like this medieval or kind of deal going on. It's a new, um, new area for them. Obviously like George R. R. Martin isn't the one who fucked up the end of game of Thrones. So I think, uh, God, dude, I'm excited for it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if anything, that coming off of Sekiro, that that should excite people mm-hmm. because they Sekiro yeah. brought in an element to uh, to what they do that they didn't really push hard, mm-hmm. like as hard as um you see it in Sekiro. So, like, you know, like how many times does a a game a studio have to put out a really awesome game for someone to finally be like, all right, now they're good. I'm like, bro, they've been good. Yeah, like, and that's how I see it, you know? Like, Bloodborne is one of the best games ever. Probably mm-hmm. top three on the PlayStation yeah. 4. Uh, and, and and Dark Souls has a awesome legacy as well. And, uh, you know, starting from all the way when they started doing games like this, like, they're, I'm like, yo, do your thing, dude. I'm about it. Fuck it. Okay. Bert, I see you concerned about the time. Oh, not at all. No, oh, no I was just, just, I was know, just it's actually, about it's it. actually not. Oh, it's actually. It's been that, going for a minute. That's added an extra hour. Oh, really? On the time. The way okay. it looked, you said. So don't worry. No worries. Yeah. I so because I've got about three questions left. Okay. Um, I don't know how many y'all have. But, oh, I. Yeah, I, we're good to push. No, yeah, we're we're totally fine. Okay. Um, I'll do uh one more and then we'll we'll head out or go go into the next one. Um, there was one easy one I was looking at. Uh, so Meacham asks. Um, Meach Man. Next, Breath of the Wild slash Halo gem of a game you're looking forward to, and will or will there be one? So I guess like just legendary fucking crazy game that's next on y'all's list. It might have been Hitman Three for you, um, for you kind of thing. Um, I would say next for me because it definitely was that would be uh the ne- the new Ratchet and Clank. Oh, so what Ooh, what yeah. got announced today with that? What oh, did you they, post? They announced the actual release date. So that's been announced before. The rele- the game was announced but no release date. Gotcha. Okay. The game is coming out 3 days before my birthday Hell yeah. on June 11th. Epic. And um I did not know that it was going to come out and uh, pre-orders got launched today. At least from PlayStation. I'm so, pretty sure like Best Buy, they all have their own. And that game's being like developed for the PS5. It's and a, shit. it's only a PS5 game. Oh. A lot of people were like no PS4, and they're like, nah, this is made for PS4. God, that's yeah. sick. And that's a, and, and that makes sense because that's of huge. like the technology they were showing off. Like, God, I don't think that could be achievable. Huge. Holy shit, that's gonna be good then. So that's my like magnum, what's that word? Open, whatever, however you say it, magnum whatever, opus, yeah. whatever. Like, that is gonna be mine because after Metal Gear, Ratchet is my other favorite series mm-hmm. of games. And God, God, they have, they're fucking masters. And they always in when like there's so many ratchet games now, and every time they do one, you're like, "What can they do now?" And they're like, "Well, here's what they can do now." So yeah, that that's gonna be my big like. All right, let's fucking strap in. I'm gonna go invisible mode, play mm-hmm. this shit out of this, and uh, yeah, for me that would be that. Yeah. Uh, the ratchet and clank game might be up there for me too. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if there's like because the series that matter the most to me, none of those games are like announced or like really on. What there about right Horizon now. Two? Horizon Two, yeah, for sure. Horizon Two is up there. Um, I think it just feels so far away that it's not like there's I think, no release date in my head yet. No. Um, so Horizon Zero Dawn Two, so Horizon One Dawn. I'm sure will be the title. Um, there's supposed this year is the third is Sonic's thirtieth anniversary. So something will happen. Something will come out. Shadow remake. And God, I hope it's good because for the fifteenth anniversary, it was shit. It was a uh, Sonic 06 and Sonic Genesis. But for the twentieth anniversary, uh, or twenty fifth, I don't remember. No, twentieth was Sonic Generations. Yeah, that was pretty good, right? It's a great fucking game, I think. Um, so, and something about it, about that leaked. Not Sonic Prime. That's the uh, the animated show that's coming out. But there's uh, there's some info about that that's leaked online. I'm like. Hopefully that would be good because I will try every single one of those fucking games and they fucking hurt me every single time. Yep. But I'll fucking play all of them and I'll get angry as shit. That's that's where I'm at. Like I could say Halo Infinite, but like so it's one thing. I don't give a fuck about Craig, dude. I don't care about that. I understand. Like I it does so much for me that they like delayed the game a year. Like, just like, hey, we're fucking taking another year to do this shit. It scares the shit out of me that multiple different video game directors and shit are leaving the project. Um, dude, there's so much scary and red flags popping up about Halo Infinite. Other, I mean, obviously, it's a Halo game. That's my fucking baby. And, but Breath of the Wild 2... I was going to say, I feel like... Again, kind of scares me because I don't feel like they're going to correct the problems I had with Breath of the Wild because that universe is set. They're doing just a second one, you know? So I feel like the Guardians and the bad guys and this and that, like, it's going to have those same vibes and they're not going to add, like, different, like, I don't know, maybe they will, but I, I don't see them correcting the problems I had with Breath of the Wild to make it my next fucking grand fucking game I or mean, whatever, they, so. I mean, look at games like uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 to 3, 3 to 4, you know, like, it's a lot of the same things that you love, but like they seem to have like polished things up or or swap things that didn't work for better things. Yeah. You don't think that'll happen? I, I so I think like when you look at Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid One, I don't think I could bitch about anything. Like there are definitely things that like weren't in the game or weren't this, but as far as the game and its vacuum of a system, Packaging. everything worked. Everything was good. Everything was cool. Metal Gear 2, same thing for me. Like, Metal Gear 3, there wasn't anything like, oh, as a game like this, I wish this was there. Like, Metal Gear 5, I guess being an open-world game, you start leaving yourself open to that kind of criticism and desire. There's also more room for fucking up. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, when you have a game where you're just running from room to room, doing little bad guys here, having a cinematic here, little fucking story exposition, blah, 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 it's a lot easier to not fucking fuck yourself. So... Uh, Breath of the Wild was one of my fucking favorite games I've ever played. Like I at the around that time, I was like, this might very well be my favorite fucking game. Like I loved it that much. And even when I went back and played it on tour, I was like, no, this is this is such a perfect fucking game, even with its faults. Um, but I mean, Breath of the Wild too. I just see it being more of the same, which is amazing, but not enough. For me to be like, okay, the next game I think like will really make me fucking shit my pants that hardcore. So like, funny enough, is fucking probably Elden Ring, whenever that comes out, just because 
like uh, like we said, like From Software hasn't fucked up. Yeah, they're doing something different, and every time they've done something different, Bloodborne, Sekiro, it's been fucking flawless, dude, and then some. Like it's been like Bloodborne and Sekiro were two of the I hate saying two of the fucking greatest games of the franchise because it makes it sound like you're taking so much away from Dark Souls one or three, and then like you're not. It's just that's how good of a fucking game well, they you, are. They'd be happy to hear that because it is the it's every time they do a new thing. It's, it's it like oh that. shit, they're happy with this, you know. Yeah. So I don't think Elden Ring will be the time that they fuck it up. And that's that's the one that I'm like that hyped about. Oh yeah, for Three. sure. With with a game like Breath of the Wild too, though, like going back to the Metal Gear Solid thing, like a lot of those advancements and those polished moves had become had were helped by hardware change. Yeah, you know. So like with Breath of the Wild too, being I'm assuming it's going to be a Switch game again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like what can they do to push the envelope more on a technical aspect? Yep. Um, there are some and there, rumors and there, that it will be a Switch Pro exclusive game. Oh wow! That shit's true. Because yeah. isn't the Switch Pro in a rumor itself? It's all fucking rumors. <laughs> Nothing's real until I'm holding it. The PS5 is not real because I'm not holding it right now. And, and I'm not taking away from like, you know, you can make masterpieces back to back on the same system because yeah. uh, Mario Galaxy did that. Uh, and uh, but I'm just wondering, like, with a game like Breath of the Wild, it's not like Mario Galaxy. It's way more open. And there's a lot more room to make something grow also to make something fuck up. Yep, so. 100%. So that's mine. Um, what you got? I got a couple of good ones. This is from uh, Spencer from Scope Exposure again. I like this one. Uh, who's your favorite voiceover artist of a video game or series? Well, I got a couple. I have a couple too. Um, I'll go with Roger Craig Smith, who mm. is probably the one that most of the Sonic games that you like, one of the recent ones, he did the voice. And he was really, really good. And unfortunately, they just fired his ass. And that shit sucks. Yeah. So, so was that officially a fire? Uh, it sounds like it was more a "we are not renewing your contract" or returning David your, or returning your calls. Again. Yeah. They were like, they just haven't talked to me. They had like a statement recently. It was like, we love and respect him so much, and we wish him the best in his future endeavors. It sounds like he wanted some more money than they wanted to spend, or they're rebranding it. I yeah. don't know. Um, that thirtieth anniversary. They got to change that a voice actor. Yeah, got It's Macaulay Culkin. It's now. Keith or Sutherland. <laughs> Keith or Sutherland. Keith for whatever. Keith or Sutherland in a twenty-four Sonic crossover. Um, and then the <laughs> other one's kind of a cop out, but uh, Troy Baker. Um, he's he's in a lot of games. He voiced Batman forever. Like mm-hmm. he's always been Batman, and just because of him in the Arkham games. Oh, yeah. And I also just love him as a his Troy Baker. Don't you mean Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy. I don't know why I thought of Troy. <laughs> Baker. You don't like is, him? Is Troy <laughs> Baker a developer? No, Troy no. Baker is like everything. He's in. He does, he, he's, he does everything else. He's okay. Higgs. I believe he's God, Joel. Oh my God. Joel. I can't believe I fucked that up. Joel. I'm uh, not a fan. <laughs> Kevin he, Conroy. Old man. Kevin okay. Conroy is a goat. For <laughs> he was sure. also just in a. He actually got to play Bruce Wayne in um, the big Flash in, uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths crossover that was on TV and everything. Oh, wow. So he got to be in an actual real TV show as yeah. old Bruce right. Wayne. That's cool. He's an amazing actor. Yeah, he, he is amazing. But uh, him in the Arkham games, um, just because great games. Mm-hmm. He sounds fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Troy, what did Troy Baker do in the Arkham games? Troy Baker was, uh, I think he was, he was either Batman or he was Joker in Arkham Origins. I don't remember which one. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are my two. Bert, you want to go? Anybody else? You guys so yeah, um, Google it. Steve Downs. Yeah, I gotta remember the names. Obviously, um, Master Chief. Mm-hmm. 
just fucking god tier voice, god tier one liners. Him and Cortana. So Jen Taylor, obviously, their fucking duo is fantastic. I'm really happy that for the TV show or whatever they're filming, fucking that probably will get canceled because it's gotten canceled for the past 20 years. Um, John DiMaggio has a fucking god tier fucking voice actor. He just did like Marcus Phoenix. He did as well Bender. as tons of fucking uh, cartoons and different things. It's, he's got he's got a lot of a good. Uh, range. He did Kamari and Final Fantasy X, and I mean among other things. He does a lot obviously. of shit. Yeah, have like, you seen um, the uh, Batman Under the Red Hood movie? No, he did. Oh, yeah. He was Joker. He did one of those. He's he was good. an amazing was Joker, Joker too. Joker. Wow, he was a great. He's really good, dude. Yeah. So, um, what was not Laura Bailey because she's obviously done a fuck ass ton of stuff, including one of the girls in Halo Five. Um, yeah, she's in a lot. I think she did last. She of did us. Blood Rain, Last of Us. What was the uh, Tara girl or Seth? No, she played Seth in Lost Odyssey, but Tara something. Tara Strong, Tara Smart. Oh, yeah, from Powerpuff Girls and all that stuff. Tara, no, Tara, Tara something. The Asian porn star. She's something else. What is it? The Tara Strongs from uh, like she did like she did Powerpuff. Bubbles and Powerpuff Girls. But she was a fuck. She did a fuck ton of video game characters as well. Um, she did a lot of really badass shit. But I think she got involved in some crazy shit, like some controversial nonsense. Let's find out. I'm gonna work at TLC. Yeah, she got she, canceled. She's no, she's. I follow her on a uh, Twitter. I don't know why, but she <laughs> she has she's doing good. So yeah, definitely yeah. the uh, David haters obviously legendary. Yeah, but uh, Steve no, Steve Downs and fucking Jen Taylor are just fucking they 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 they're they do like um they there's a video where they like read their script on like a panel at Comic Con or something, mm-hmm. and they'll read their scripts to each other. But then like people people ask them to like reverse their scripts. And like she reads the Master Chief stuff oh, and he fun. does hers. And uh their chemistry is fucking outstanding. That's a, that's a good time. It's good. He's seventy years old, man. It's gonna crazy. make me sad as hell when he fucking bites the bullet. Well, he won't. <laughs> He'll be good. It's just written on his tombstone, wake me when you need me. I will fucking cry right now. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. sad. Um for mine, obviously David Hader's probably my number one favorite, um, who plays uh, Snake. Um, I also I wanted to say this right. That's why I looked it up. Uh, his name is Takaya Kuroda. He's a voice actor of Kiryu in Yakuza. Ah, He's fucking great. amazing, mm-hmm. dude. Oh, I could listen to him talk all day. Um, the other one would be David Bateson, who plays Agent Forty Seven. I love his voice. I like how like dry he is. He does it really well. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as newer, it would be the guy who played Master Chief. I was instantly connected to that. Like I was like, this guy's voice is perfect. So uh, he would be my like runner-up new for for me. Yeah. This girl's name Merle Dandridge. Um, she voiced Alex in Half Life Two. I wanted to make a special mention of that because Half Life Two, when I played it years and years and years ago, obviously like it was so goddamn far ahead of its time with voice acting, but also like facial recognition and facial animations. And Alex was like the single most lively character in video games at that time. Um, you, uh, you guys want me to go? Yeah. hit yeah, me. Go ahead. Okay. Um, this one's from Andre. This one's a question for Bert. Oh um, God. He says, have you, and then we, in the last episode, we talked more about more like, you know, personal stuff, mental stuff like that. So he wanted to ask, have you ever looked into EMDR for PTSD? If so, what was your experience? 
And I'm not exactly sure what that is. Let me look it up because I might have, but um, EMDR therapy. Let me just look up what it is because I might have heard about it and shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, wow, dude. You know what's crazy about this? We talked about this. That's fucking funny. Remember in the car on the way to the hospital to bring um, the thing, the phone charger to old boy? Oh, yeah, 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 we, yeah. This is exactly so. Who is this, Andre? Yeah. So, Andre, check this out. I um, I used to, when I did Muay Thai in Baton Rouge, um, my buddy there, he was a painter, and he had, like, this huge family. He had, like, four kids, and he would literally come in after work, just paint all over his fucking clothes, dress out, and get into his fucking shorts, and start training at the gym. I fucking love this guy. He's a very smart dude. He was actually a local rapper as well, just huge into the fucking underground hip-hop scene and everything. So, like, we bounced off different things with uh, hip-hop and hardcore and un underground shows and shit like that because this is when I was promoting in Baton Rouge. So, um, I obviously, when I uh, met Danielle... I kind of took a backseat to jujitsu and Muay Thai and I stopped fucking doing that because between jobs, school, fucking girlfriend, all that shit, like it became too much to handle. So um, I let go of the gym and all the training and everything and got real fat and happy in that relationship weight and all that shit. Um, so my situation changed obviously last summer and I've been going through all that shit. And I, I, he reached out to me fucking crazy enough. Like he reached out to me and I remember seeing him in target like a couple of years ago at black Friday. And I was like, what you been doing up to man? And we had been going to the same college, taking online courses at the time, um, in Northwestern state university in Louisiana. And he was like, yeah, I'm going for my psychology degree. So this past November, after I came to see the dudes, I went down to Louisiana for a little while and he got up with me and he was like, Hey man, like, come see me. Like next time you're in town, we'll play, we'll do some mitts, uh, uh, fucking work on the mitts and shit like that. So like boxing shit and stuff. Um, so I get to his house and, uh, he comes out and he's like, yeah, man, how you doing? I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm going through it. And I feel like it's, it's funny because like, Anybody, any dude, any of your friends, if you tell them like, dude, I'm going through it, you know, because guys, especially were so, um, apprehensive to like talk about anything we got going on and stuff. So you, the second you call someone and the first thing you say is like, dude, I'm going through it. You know, like it's about to be fucking game on, you know, it's some serious shit. So I get out of my truck and we fucking see each other. It's a party. And I'm like, dude, I'm kind of going through it, you know? And he's like, fuck man, are you serious? I was like, yeah. Um, so he takes me into his, uh, little shed behind his house and he actually made himself like a fucking pretty badass little sparring area and like gym in there with like mats and stuff. So you can roll if you want and everything. And he gets out like the fucking tie pads, the, the body pad and all this shit. And like the fucking like thigh pads and stuff for kicks. And he just gets all up fucking dressed up for this shit. And I'm like, dude, I ain't done mitts in a minute. Like, first off, this is when I'm like fat and fucking just disgusting as well. Like I haven't done cardio in a hot minute, but like he and I are working while I am, um, telling him everything I've been going through and like all the shits that's been fucking happening to me over the past couple months. And, um, he's, he, he, he reminded me, he was like, well, dude, like what I've been up to, he got his psychology degree and he was in school then for his master's. And so like a lot of the questions I had, uh, arisen and stuff like that were, um, were fucking 
he was he was agreeing a hundred percent. He was like, no, dude, like that's exactly what you're dealing with with like this other person and everything, and it sounds exactly like you're on the right track. Um, but after we got done training, he was describing something that he was working on, and he brought up the EMDR and how like that helps people like reprocess trauma with eye movement and with concentrating on certain things. So he's actually talking about, and it was crazy because like. We basically just did this. Like I was explaining to him what I was going through while like he's calling commands and while he's like, you know, while I'm like looking at the pads and fucking working with my hands and all this shit. And he's like, I'm telling him all this shit while working through, you know, and so um, he then had described to me something he's working on where he brought up the EMDR and he's like, you could probably correlate this with training, boxing and pad work while talking about, you know, certain traumatic experiences. Um, and I don't know if that's what, like, if somebody's already doing that or he was, like, just kind of breaking through on that. But I have, he did describe to me a little bit of that. I never really looked back into it, but I thought it was really fucking cool that you can incorporate something that's already so therapeutic as, like, the exercise and the stress relief you get with boxing and martial arts into something that's scientifically proven to help people reprocess trauma into something not as traumatic and them being okay with the memory or the experience and their triggers and stuff like that. So it's really fucking crazy that you brought that up because I was just telling Tom and Hosian about that about a week ago. I completely forgot about that conversation. Yeah. No, I was, I was like, cause I was like, I, I haven't heard about it and I fucking look it up and it's, um, Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Extensively researched effective psychotherapy method proven to help people recover from trauma, including PTSD, blah, blah, blah. Interactive technique used to relieve psychological stress. So, I mean, I, this is just like, um, I basically just described my understanding of it. I might not have done that completely correct because I haven't researched a lot of it, but. I thought it was a fucking really cool idea that I actually had some form of explanation and experience with something like that and that you just like mentioned that in a question. Is that something you would want to like look further into? Absolutely. Like especially if I was even just like a test subject for a friend of mine who was like trying to like write like fucking um, peer-reviewed articles and stuff yeah. like that and be on the forefront of, hey, this could be because – especially a lot of fucking people getting out of combat and shit. We don't want to go talk to a shrink. You know, I hate, I hate that taboo nature of it all, but it's, it would be a hell of a lot easier to get veterans and certain people that have been through shit, even people that grew up in really broken fucking homes to go through some kind of martial arts or combat training and it be, you know, in a way fucking therapeutic because it's already therapeutic, but something that's actually tapping in to your bodies and your brain's fucking like uh, re reprocessing phase. That's fucking huge, you know? Um, and it's, it's funny because like when I got into construction, after I get back home from the military, I go and work uh, general contracting while I was in EMT school and my boss was an army ranger. And, um, I would tell him about like every night, like how I spent like hours and hours in the gym doing Muay Thai and stuff. He, he explained to me, he was like, you know, like that's fucking awesome. I do believe that, um, people that get back from like war and from like combat roles in the military and stuff like that, when they get home, they need some form of combat 
to like help them readjust and like come down slowly from such an institutionalized system for years of their lives into just, Hey, you're on your own, you know? And, uh, that always stuck with me that some form of combat. And I mean, he might've fucking been way ahead of what he even meant to be when he said that. Cause that's uh, that's huge, you know? Yeah, that's 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 good. Cool, cool. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought I didn't have something more to say. Very, very crazy fucking thing. That does make that total sense though, about the idea of, uh, like I say, needing some sort of like, I guess for lack of a better term, violence to overcome the violence. It's it's like a maintenance drip, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, um, just that little infusion to kind of like get yourself off that mindset slowly, you know, and re-center yourself because you, you come back from the military and you go to fucking college and there's all these just fucking dickhead kids and shit. Um, that like, you're just going to go home fucking pissed off that somebody is that goddamn like entitled, spoiled, fucking just pretentious and knowing that they've had everything fucking provided to them and stuff like that. And then the other, the other coin is also true. Like you can't come back from that shit, expecting people to fucking kiss your ass and your feet and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there you just any, any end of any extreme is a fucking terrible thing. Like just pick a happy fucking medium when it comes to how you treat other people, you know, don't expect people to fucking lay out a golden fucking yellow brick road for you. And don't think that, you know, and don't don't hear people fucking thinking the same of you and thinking, oh, they're right. I need to fucking mm-hmm. cater to them, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Sweet. Um, what else you got? So, oh, well, I'm gonna save this one for a different episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> the sexual one. This one's a big one. Uh, let's see. Shattering underscore palms asks. Would you have a merch booth at your at major fighting game tournaments and stuff when COVID ends? Um, that would be sick to do stuff like go places like uh, conventions or yeah, any we've talked about like Comic Con and shit. Yeah, it'd be sick to do like pop up shops or stuff like that where we could go and you know meet people IRL mm-hmm. and like do stuff there and have like a table or whatever and and kind of interact and stuff like that. I would love to do stuff like that, especially because I just want to go to the conventions anyways yeah. and do stuff like that and go to tournaments and fighting game tournaments. Yeah. And there's a lot in Atlanta and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, um, there's a good scene for that in Atlanta. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. So, no, 100%, if that's something that we were able to do, obviously, yeah. San Diego so. Comic Con was one of the funnest things I ever did in my life. Um, that was in 2019. And then, I mean, dude, like the early 2010s and the late 2000s fucking MLG tournaments that was one of the funnest fucking weekends some of the funnest weekends of my life because they we we went to them in like like raleigh and places and dude like that was when halo was fucking huge you know that was when league of legends one year was this like shitty little fucking place over in the corner where the people were just looking scared with holding their (laughs) keyboards and shit and the next year like thousands of people are there to see this league tournament so fucking cool, dude. And I mean, there's literally celebrities, like fucking gaming uh, people in the gaming world where like they're just right there. It's like athletes just hanging out, fucking getting a Dr. Pepper or something and being fat. And they're just like right there and you can go and bug them all you fucking want. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that shit. So, yeah, I would fucking love to be that fat thing walking around and people come and bug me. <laughs> love being a fat thing. People come and slap me across the face or yeah. something. Hey, man, you're a fucking prick. I would love to do stuff like that. Um, I mean, I used to uh, 
go to a, like I try to go to like every like major Atlanta convention. Mm-hmm. Probably obviously like Dragon Con and then like the anime centric ones like MomoCon and things like that. Even like there's a couple of really small scale comic conventions that happen multiple times a year in the Atlanta area that I would go to and uh it would be awesome to participate in that kind of stuff cuz honestly like I know we talk about music all the time but it's it's the same kind of it feels like the same kind of like fulfillment I get out of like the music environment mm-hmm. um with just being around something that uh, I love so much. And we talked about that. We talked about earlier that you're trying to find some ways to do some pop-up stuff and we just have not done it yet. But yeah, it's definitely and, coming. And with COVID and all this shit's Yeah, know. with all of us being in Savannah, we're gonna fucking be able to like Yeah, or you can just come here and the pop-up can be one of us meeting you at the door and be like, Yep, here's yep. a shirt. And then when we go, go to then we go on tour. Go to <laughs> we go on tour, Bert just comes. Yeah. And then Bert does fuck a job. TPH. Uh, um this is more of just telling us something I think is cool. Um, Elliot.e2t, he just says, mm-hmm. the real-life talk at the end of the last episode was well-needed. So so on that topic, I will just go ahead and ask you guys this, because this question is from Elliot. Oh, okay. Elliot hit me up on the side and uh, had kind of a long one, so I'm going to read this to you guys, and we're going to go over it if you guys want to go okay. over it. Okay. Have you guys ever had a relationship or friendship that ended without resolve, mainly because the issues were too in the past or not worth the energy, uh, not worth the energy of dealing with anymore? But then it's kind of okay because you resented the person slash group for a little while, and you realize that the people you should have been spending your time and energy with were the ones that you grew up with and have known the longest. Kind of like what you guys are talking about at the end of the new episode. Um, soon he's just got kind of a, a similar spot right. in his life. So, uh, does that make sense, to everybody? Yeah, yeah. So I think absolutely. I think a lot of when you're talking about like the idea of like, did you spend like ha- we've all had unresolved like like ended a friendship or a relationship or some sort of coexistence um, with unresolved problems. It's pretty rare that uh, when you and another person detach. Um, you or a group that there it's like a completely clean break. It's almost mm-hmm. not possible. Like yeah. um and that doesn't necessarily even when you're talking about like, oh man, I like I got out and then I realized I resented this person or this and that and I wasn't acknowledging that much. It doesn't always make it any easier um in your head because you're still kind of mourning the death of this element of your life. And um I mean yeah, like I've had that stuff kind of happen. I, I think one of the most heartbreaking things that uh, ever happened, like the most heartbreaking realizations I ever had was that um, not only that people come and go from your life at a relatively fast speed, no matter how much they mean to you in the moment um, or you mean to them, but also the frequency that that can happen. Like, um, so I'm 30 and I, there have been multiple friendships that I've had where me and uh, the other person were like, it was like a brother level bond for maybe a year or two years. And then just like one thing or another thing happened, whether it be like a traumatic thing or just like people just drifting apart and then it just kind of ends. And it's like, that that's a bummer to think about. And you're also like, man, I used to have this massive group of friends. And now like, as I get older, the circle gets smaller. Yep. And uh, that's like a rough, that was like a really hard realization for me to have that like one day some of these people would not be uh, around. But the more and more that I sit and think about a lot of that stuff is um, 
I think it's very dangerous to like I deal with this all the time. I live in the past a lot in my head. Mm-hmm. Like right now, just to be real, like I wake up every day and uh, I wake up probably at around eight thirty because the goddamn train is screaming. And then uh, uh, also, there's uh, right now my ex girlfriend's name is popping up on my computer. I was like on the sleep screen, and I'm fine. It's fine. No, good. like no joke. It is fine. This is good. This is all gonna come back to that in a second. So don't okay. worry about it. Um, I wake up every day, and uh, I stay going in and out of sleeping for about another like hour to two hours, uh, because I'm kind of panicking at having to face the day, and having to face the fact that like face all the things I feel like I've fucked up in my life, whether that be with people or just in my own life. Like right now, a big thing I'm beating myself up over is uh, for like a month and a half, I was like, I really need want to get a job at this one comic store down the street. And I finally bucked up the ball. Like I just have so much anxiety about just talking to anybody I don't know that I just like was too scared. I went into that place multiple times and did not ask for a job. And I went in uh, like last week. I was like, hey, you guys hiring? It's like, ah, oh, man, I wish you had asked one of the other times you came in. We actually just hired someone and don't have any more slots. And so I've been beating the shit out of myself over that for, for like a week. And it's not something I should really care about. And the reality of the situation is like when you're talking about like, oh, I realized after this situation ended, I realized that I had already resented them or I'd done this and that. It's like a lot of the times, man, when you make our, we make our decisions about who we want in our life. Uh, way before we fucking pull the trigger yes, and cut somebody out or they cut us out or whatever. And that fucking sucks. But like, just to get back to like my ex-girlfriend's name popping up on my fucking computer right now. um, (laughs) It's just like, you know, I, I beat myself up over like that, that relationship ending. I beat the shit out of myself for a while. And that was pretty awful. But the way I I look at it now, the way I, which I think is the right way for me to look at something like this. I think the way you should look at a lot of situations in your life is that um, there was like a time when those things were good and you should value the lessons that you learned, positive and negative in that situation and uh, the good times that you had. You should still try to let those be good memories and uh, good moments of your life. But spending too much time in, in your own rear view is just not, beneficial at all and if you're feeling that way it sounds like you're feeling all right about like whatever you're kind of dealing with right now um but like if you're feeling that way the things that always helps me the most at any aspect of my life was just having as most as much forward momentum as i could have and normally that came from some sort of music situation for me um but i mean yeah it's just a fact of life man but if you can just look at those things as like i had these such i had these friendships i had these relationships and I appreciate that time that I spent with those people, and I grew because of it. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to. It makes it easier to turn that resentment that you may feel right now into something a little more positive. Yeah, yeah. There was. Um, I had a f- fucking dude. Like, I mean, he was in my wedding. He was just a fucking actual brother of mine. Like, I, I, I fucking, you know. And over time, I mean, he started to desire different things in life. Uh, I wouldn't say I was desiring different things in life. Um, but we just started growing into like different fucking people. And he, uh, he just something about it. Like he didn't want to fucking continue our friendship. And so, uh, basically through social media, it's so easy to kind of detect patterns and know like when 
somebody who might be like really tense or really short tempered or even just distant from you, you know, when they're done with you or, you know, they know when you're done with them through things like, you know, if somebody like unfollows you or something like that, and there's all these other circumstances going on, you're like, okay, I now know that this person just doesn't fuck with me or something like that, you know, or like subtweeting and all that shit. But basically like, this dude was literally in my fucking wedding and one of my best friends. And then after a couple months later, it was just like, okay, they couldn't fucking take who I was anymore or something. So they didn't feel like fucking around with me. And like, yeah, it was unresolved, but it wasn't like, we never told each other, Hey, like, I don't want to fucking be, you know, fuck with you again or anything like that. But we just took the fucking hints on each side. And it was just like, you know what? Like I will say like my life is a hundred percent better like without them and without giving so much time and energy to them because like, I felt like I didn't get that in return, you know? And, uh, that's if they feel the same way, that's fine because there was no harm done to each other. I think that's the biggest thing is if there's harm in some way, shape or form, then it's much harder to like, like the other day, it was two years since my bachelor trip and he was on it and I was like posting videos and I didn't mind that he was in the videos that I was posting because yeah, we're not friends anymore, but like, I still enjoy the shit out of what we did have together. And I do wish him and his family well, however, like something else, like I completely understand just how fucking hard it is. Like if you have the best time in the world with someone for years, every one of those memories that is also, so I'll kind of run into this because we've been doing this a few times. Um, Sean's cousin, I believe it is Matt up in New Hampshire. His, his question was, uh, what is your happiest memory? And I'll let you guys like kind of answer this. I don't think that's a video game question because I don't think he's much of a gamer and it's cool that he even actually asked a question, but, um, So it's funny because my happiest memory of my life, obviously, like me and uh, my wife were like building for five years since 2015. Every penny, every bit of energy, everything had been going to move up to New Hampshire and live in this beautiful fucking life and start a family and everything. And uh, my happiest memory that I can ever remember because, dude, like even like beyond like when when I was a kid and I was playing Halo 2 and I was watching fucking Black Hawk Down and Platoon every night, that is such a fucking happy time in my life. But the truth of the matter is, is all of that was I was escaping from my parents fighting and being violent with each other every night from my brother fucking being like, you know, fucking a big brother. But at the time, like it fucking sucked with everything else going on in in my life. So, um, all of that was escapism, you know, going to the military. There's so much trauma there going into even living in a house with my buddies. Like I was always looking for like that perfect person because I don't know if I've ever talked about this on here, but my wife was the only fucking broad I've ever been with. Like I'd never given any two seconds of my time to a female that had ever fucking like, you know, I'd been interested in or they'd been interested in me. I just, I was always just so fucking scared and traumatized by certain things growing up that I didn't, you know, know how to be like involved with a chick. So, um, this time my birthday is tomorrow. Last year, uh, we had just moved to New Hampshire and closed on our house on the seventh on my birthday was the first day I used the jacuzzi that was in our giant, beautiful master bedroom, uh, bathroom. 
And like we had a window, a giant window right by the jacuzzi that I opened up. It's New Hampshire in February. So it's freezing balls. There's snow everywhere. And like I opened the window up and this fucking freezing breeze is coming into the bathroom while this hot ass jacuzzi is right here. And like I made a fucking latte with our own little fucking espresso maker and I get in the fucking jacuzzi and I just that that's what I was enjoying for my birthday. Like we just moved into this house like, you know, there was no like birthday fucking gift or anything like that. But like I fucking chill in this jacuzzi and now I, I have this beautiful home. I'm about to start this beautiful family that I've been working for my entire life and I have it. That was like the happiest fucking time. Like I was getting texts from my brother and different people and they're like, dude, you did it. You made it. You know, you fucking, you did what everybody fucking wanted to do. And like shit happened. And um, like thinking about those memories, you can't enjoy them if there was harm done or some form of betrayal. Um, so I totally understand like looking for like trying to find some kind of enjoyment or like appreciation for your past after being hurt so fucking hardcore like i i don't fucking think it exists i think it just all becomes traumatic and you um you you take time and you find what does matter in life and what hasn't fucked you over and you attach yourself to that and you live with that and you fucking keep going forward and building those relationships and taking grabbing those people with you and carrying them you know, throughout your fucking life with you. And that becomes your life, you know, be happy that you still have that be happy that you still have those memories and those people around you. And if you fucking don't, then God damn, I'm sorry, you know, because I mean, they're like, like, life isn't always fucking happy. Not everybody has these fucking people that they can run to in the support system. And I mean, that's fucking knowing how dark it was in my head, and having that support system and those friends to run to, Dude, like, I, I can't imagine, like, going through the shit and not having that, you know? So, if, fuck, dude, if you're feeling anything like that, like, please, like, reach out. To, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to any of us. Like, we yeah, all have the time. Like, 100%. these fucking dudes, like, when I got in touch with them, when it was fucking the, the bats, the dark the dark bat cave, <laughs> that, that I needed it, you know? Like, yeah. please don't think that. Like you have nobody because I like I don't want anybody to fucking be in that and that fucking black hole and like not know where to fucking go. Like I'll talk to you for fucking hours, dude, you know, like, yeah. Um, so kind of answered Matt's question, kind of del dove into um, that country, that guy back country. Yeah, um, I can like or Hosey, do you have anything you want to say about that before? I mean, you guys all kind of nailed it, you know? And I feel like if you have resentment issues with people and this has happened with friends of ours and stuff like that, like, yeah. like you, you sticking around each other is kind of maybe what is making that kind of just keep being punctuated. And sometimes you can see like things better when you're just, when you guys finally just like split up, you know, like things like you can be happier about something when you're not always around or, or you can finally accept like, Hey, we've grown apart and you don't have your, like, so your memories aren't always like a fucking, you know, we were just beefing all the time or something like that, you know, like yeah. sometimes it's better to, to move on. So then you can be like, 
and then when you guys talk or whatever, like you're like, you know what, like now that we're not like this, I can see us, you know, we're it's a lot cooler and it's a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. And that's kind of finally accepting like, you know, we should move on because no one wants to hold the grudge or be resentful to anyone. Yeah. Because holding that for the ever obviously kind of sucks too, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, if if that's how you're feeling and, and sometimes you will see it differently when you're outside of that bubble. And, you know, I have friendships like that. I've had friendships like that and it just, it, it just happens, dude. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just got to walk off, man. Like, I tell people all the time a lesson you have to learn as early as possible in life is like when to like stop the chase and people think that has to do that's like a relationship thing it's it is but it's also a thing with like just if you're always if your friend partner doesn't matter if you're constantly feeling like you're chasing what used to be uh it's probably a hopeless war and 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 think about it you know like I don't know if this goes on too much of like a tangent or anything. It's fine, like, like tangent. When right you're now. when you when you think about like the people you're around, like and how much energy you and and care and love you put into the relationship, like you know, you obviously want friends that do the same for you to you. Yes, they see like like you guys are all doing this. Like I feel like all three of us all care about each other and all want the best for each other. And like I know that like. There's no one here that's like being like, oh fuck, like 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 if if my car broke down, like you or Bert, I know would immediately help me out. Yeah, immediately. Um, and if you couldn't, you know, like I would, I I'm also a friend enough to understand that, like, oh he can't write like something, you know, like there's yeah. there, there's that there's a good understanding. There's right? a back and forth there's understanding. There's like the moment something happened, like when when Bert and you were talking about moving, I was like. Let's go. Like we have to. We have to be together. This is gonna be this is what's we gotta have the support system in the group. Yeah. And uh and if anyone made decisions, we know we would support people and tell people, you know, like our worries with certain things and yada yada. Like if you if you if you have friends like that, like that's that's huge. And you can think about like how much energy am I putting to someone like what am I getting back or 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 do they care? Like or or just being having a circle of people that are always like raising each other up or trying to help each other out with stuff. Uh, I think that's huge, man. If And if you're like thinking about a lot of shit, like am I, is this right? We're resenting somebody. Just think about that. Like how much energy are you putting into something and how much like do you hear from them or, or kind of get the same back? Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's not as close to 50, 50 as possible, it's probably not worth right now. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it, that's a battle in itself. Cause you're just like, but then, but they're like my friend like that. Like, you know, like, like, what am I, like, what are we going to do? What am I going to do? Like, how are we going to hang out? It's like, dude, if you just keep living like that, like you're just going to be mad all the time. Yeah. Cause then you're just surrounding yourself with people. You're like, it becomes more of emotion. It, it becomes like a, like emotion in the, in, in the gears turning like, well, they're, they, they're my friends. So like, that, that we, we hang out. That That's what we have to do. It becomes a thing you think you have to do. And that's not good either. Yeah, so, it should never feel like an obligation with uh, uh, your friends or your relationships. Like, listen to yourself, you know? Like, if there's something like that happening, you can talk to the people, too. Like, that you might be feeling a certain way, too, uh, about it and kind of go from there. But, but yeah, the older I get, the the smaller, the, the tight group of friends, uh, it, it makes more sense. Like, my parents were always like, 
talking to this guy and this guy growing up and I'm like, oh, everyone here is my homie, my boy, my friend, da, da, da. and then eventually you're like, it's not really true, you know? No. And it makes you just appreciate who you have and who's who you stuck by and who's stuck by you equally throughout the years or whatever. So, um, to piggyback, just I know we're fucking rambling. We're piggybacking. No, this is the fun. random rambling episode. I know, but uh, when you talked about the question, like, what was your happiest memory? Yep, or happiest moment of your life, whatever. And um, I used to define that kind of thing. This goes back into what Elliot was asking. Um, is like these moments I have with like uh, friends or like relationships. Like, you know, I can think of how happy I was in like a moment of love with like my first girlfriend or like with uh, my most recent ex and mm-hmm. all this and that. And those were like really good, beautiful moments and whatnot. But the mo- the happiest, the worst time in my life, I know I talked about this on the podcast, was Warped Tour 2013. What a, what a bat-filled summer. Uh-huh. Um, and just like doing this tour and thinking that this was going to be the best time of my entire life. And then in the end, it was like a very depressing thing, and it happened. There was the suicide attempt, and all this and that. You go back, and there's like a 20 minute version of that story on one of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. But um, the happiest moment of my life was the way I, the way I look at it now was was on that tour because it was like a real. It was a very singular thing for me, and didn't involve anybody else. I didn't need anybody else. It was the moment 20 minutes after I tried to kill myself when I realized I'm not going to do that and don't want to do that. And like I had been driven to this in my head. I was like, I'm going to kill myself because uh, this person, this person, this person, like my ex-girlfriend, like they don't want to fucking talk to me anymore. Or like, and this other girl doesn't want to fucking date me. And like this friend fucked me over. And like my parents, like my dad's a fucking asshole and all this and that and this whole thing. And then I like, I realized like I had like had this time where I, I had this moment of like to me what felt like big weakness where I was like I'm going to jump off this bridge, it's over, I'm gonna hit this water, I'm gonna die. And then I got to luckily enough go do my favorite thing in the entire planet, which is to play a very loud guitar in front of some people. And it was you know, that that moment halfway through that set where I was I'm okay and I will be okay and uh Getting, I got that moment of weakness out, and now I don't need it anymore because I know I'm strong enough to not be there. It, it, on one hand, it felt like a very selfish moment in my head, but on the other hand, I was like saying, I don't need these fucking people. But like, I think it's important to realize that that you just can't attach your happiness to any one individual or group. You got to like make your life modular, and that's kind of how I just decided. That's to make my life from then on out was like, I would do the best I can to like when people needed to go, I would. I would let that happen if it needed to happen and I would let them go and hope that they would let me go mm-hmm. and it would be a hard struggle but it was the happiest realization that I ever had because it got me out of that weak moment and I was able to let go of like a lot of that pain that I was feeling moments beforehand and then it was still a struggle after that but it all just got better so yeah there you go man I mean we we went on but there's a lot of good things in there yeah. Also, go if you're really feeling down, go see an actual fucking therapist. Yeah, 
hundred percent. Yeah, because if you have the means. Oh yeah, if you can, if you can make it work, make it work. Because like part of the only reason that any of us have like any of that context is because we had yeah, some this... motherfucker be like, "You need to hear this, man." Yeah, this is <laughs> Your definitely fucking face is fucked up metaphorically. Us You're passing on person. knowledge passed on to us. Yeah. So. Well, we can either end it right now or do one funny question because everybody's hungry. Well, real quick, um, Southern Sadass says, what are your thoughts on Psychonauts 2 dropping later this year? I love it because it's, we're a game all about get, it's a game about getting in in your head. There it is. And I just need I need to get in there. Uh, I'm very, 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 very fucking excited. That game's going to fucking rock. You think it's going to come out this year? Yeah. It's been, it's, we'll it's, been, it's been in the fucking tank. Oh, yeah. Time. I'm just wondering if they're going to delay it. Like a lot of things that's been in the tank for a hot minute. I hope not. I think I hit all my questions other than this one good to wrap up on. Um, kill a chunk. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Conor McGregor, John Jones, Holly Holmes. Guys. Uh, I'm going to uh, marry Conor McGregor for that money. Yep. Uh who are the other ones? I guess I'm going to fuck John Holly. Jones and Holly Holmes. I guess I'm going to fuck Holly Holmes. Yep. Why not? And then the other guy dies. Okay. By um, my hand. So I think I would probably also marry Conor McGregor, money. Holly Holmes, fuck, because the fact that she fucking destroyed Ronda Rousey really fucking made me happy. And kill John Jones only because he did not deserve um, the win over Dominic Reyes. I will say... Uh, marry Conor McGregor for the money. Yep. For the bag. Uh, <laughs> F John Jones. Nice. And for kill Holly because for bros. Okay. <laughs> bros <laughs> before Because <laughs> bros. Because, oh my nice. God, that's fine. Where are we eating? Yeah, where are we eating? How is he? Do you have any last ones you want to ask? Because <laughs> I, had, I had some other ones, but we can uh, put them in for another time. On a scale to one, it. Sovereign Mind, he says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you guys like tacos? I'm eating some right now. Well, we're not eating anything right now, man. I'm a solid 9. Tacos are very modular. You can They can kind of be however. You love modular food. I do, dude. Because, I mean, you can make it however you want. You know, you yeah. can do breakfast tacos, dinner tacos. Customizing. You know, seafood tacos, yeah, totally. vegan tacos, all that bullshit. Um, same 9 as well. And actually, Sovereign Mind, in the slow cooker, I'm making chicken because I was making tacos. So that's. Mm-hmm. There we go. Ah, That's fire. That. I was wondering what that chicken. Um, does any this one's from Bird Gore? This is probably not a question for me because I'm very limited here. But favorite Doom game. 2016. Uh, if you can play, um, fuck, Doom 64. If you can play it on one of the versions that doesn't have bad lighting, is also great. But Doom Doom 2016. Uh, it's so fucking fun, man. The soundtrack's mm-hmm. so fucking good. Yeah. It matches the game so fucking well. You're just you're just flying 24-7. Guns exploding. It's amazing. I'll say Doom 3. Just because I really, Damn. really hated Doom 1. Damn. And I didn't play 2016 That's, or Eternal, even though it. I bought them. Go. I'm surprised about the I'm surprised about I did play twenty sixteen, but I just I know I I played it not enough to you know I played it for like an hour apiece. Okay, okay, okay. Please go play the game. Actually Meacham bought me twenty sixteen and I just didn't fucking get into it. and I know a lot of people ask me like, bro, when is a Doom shirt or whatever? Like I'll say it now. I am not a huge Doom fan at all. So you it probably never will happen. 
but there's other places that do it that are cool. I I just always picked up and put down Doom like throughout. I'm not like a Doom guy or yeah. or whatever. So there's like, only one Doom guy. So unfortunately, what are the odds you put this SpongeBob design on a shirt? Holy fucking god! <laughs> All right, ready? Count me down. Three, two, one, eight. eight. <laughs> this is gonna be worse than <laughs> Nate's fucking <laughs> shitty Moon Knight meme. <laughs> Oh my god! Are, are you gonna do it? Are you gonna take the slap? No, no, no! I'll do it. No, I'm definitely gonna do it. Fuck yeah! Can I add to it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Tight. I lost, or did I? I think I won. You might have won. <laughs> this might have gotten you a lot of money. I think I won. This is this gonna one. be the first espionage podcast shirt. That he's the eternal. That boy. is what it will be. That's what it'll be. All right. Holy good. Good. Very, I'm actually hyped. Uh-huh. Because you mentioned it as a podcast thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh my this god. Is fucked. But fuck you too, though. Wow. Well, this is gonna suck. <laughs> I will be posting a picture of this later, just to show people that this is what we were staring at the Sick. whole time. Oh my god. Okay. For fucking almost so, great. Hours. I love that. No, it's that. I'm hyped. It's a good way to end. I love it. Let's you paying do, that invoice? Let's do some really quick recommendations. <laughs> I recommend buying the sponge shirt. Recommend yes. me something. Um, well, I wanted to mention um, <sighs> them on the podcast last episode, but um, I actually forgot. There's two recommendations. Um, one is they – so on the Ape Escape drop that I did, I worked with uh, some friends on a, a pin company called Boo Juice Pins, and it, there's a – they did the uh, the Peepo Snake one that yeah. I uh, that just came out, and if you guys like enamel pins and stuff like that, they they do awesome. They're actually here local to Savannah. I met them, um, and they used to go to my job uh, at the time and uh, you know sell stuff to us that we could sell for them. Mm-hmm. So if you guys like um, like pins and stuff like that, they started doing shirts. Check them out, and if you want to see what they did uh, for me, they did the Ape Escape one. And the other one is uh, a friend of mine that I've kind of known for a little bit now. Uh, his name is By Logan or By Dot Logan. Big um, Logan. If you guys have seen uh, the PS One cases that uh, that I've uh, oh, like done yeah. giveaways or drop uh, raffled, like the Bloodborne one, uh, the Resident Evil ones. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we've done. I think we've done another one before. He's he made me a Metal Gear Solid one. Uh, check him out. Uh, he does a lot of cool like modern games uh will redesign the art into a ps1 style case and uh yeah i really appreciate him and boo juice because they've helped add like another layer to espionage and the store and stuff like that so uh check them out buy.logan and uh boo juice pins they're both sick and it helped me a lot so appreciate it rock shit bert okay um so one of the things that's helped me get out of my fucking head a lot is uh, so I've always like been in and out of the gym since 2010. A buddy of mine, uh, Morelos, he invite one day we were leaving fucking work on Camp Lejeune and he looked at me. He was like, well, I was going to get lunch. I was going to go get me a fat ass sub. And he was like, Bert, you want to go to the gym? And I was like, this dude fucking knows what he's doing. Yeah, I'll go to the gym with him. That was when my um, introduction to going to the gym happened surprisingly two years into the marine corps because they don't really require you to be fit in any way shape or pot they just you need to be able to run it is you need to be able to run that's it 
Um, so basically, um, for 10 or so years, I've been off and on in and out of the gym, not knowing what the fuck I'm doing. Like, obviously, everybody's like, oh, proper form this, proper form that. I will say, so since I moved out here and needed to, like, focus on different shit, I, uh, I hired a buddy of mine who started, like, over quarantine, I believe. They started, like, a coaching group with multiple different coaches for multiple different types of lifting. Um, Hosean, he's Hispanic, so I'm going to let him help me pronounce this. What What is it? Uh, croquette? Oh, like croqueta? Croqueta, yeah. Croqueta Strength. On Instagram, they have like multiple coaches. My buddy Aaron, that's who works with me. Um, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made because I think they did like a Q&A on their page recently about like what bugs people the most. And they said, somebody said like people just going and randomly throwing exercises at their body and expecting certain results is one of the most annoying things to them in the gym. And I did exactly that for 10 years, not understanding like differences between auxiliary and ancillary workouts, uh, targeting specific things to help compound exercises. It is, and just like being introduced to multiple different types of exercise and stuff has made me go online and I probably research the exercises and the things I do under this coaching program more than the actual school work I have to do right now. Cause I'm also in college again. Um, I, if you're into fucking fitness or working out or anything, I cannot recommend harder actually getting a fucking coach of some sort and everything's done like over WhatsApp. We fucking just talk every day about like certain, uh, fucking movements that I'm doing. You can send them video and they'll be like, this is why you need to be doing this. And it brings in all the anatomy and physiology into the specific movements and, you know, why things are done a certain way down to the, you know, the muscular and the skeletal system and why it makes sense because it's the easiest thing in the world for someone to be like very genetically gifted and be like, Oh, I do this exercise like this, you know, but you never hear the why when you look at like the anatomy part of everything and people doing certain exercises and being like, this could be maximized by tweaking it to do it like this, where there are actual muscles functioning, like how they're anatomically supposed to. Um, I recommend that shit like a motherfucker. It's, it's not only done wonders for my understanding of what I'm doing in the gym, but it also, it's the nicest thing in the world to have a plan. And to actually have a program given to you for an entire month or week or whatever and be like, okay, I'm going into the gym and I'm going to do these six or seven exercises for this amount of time. So by that, that time you go in and you're like, oh, I'm going to do bench today. So you go in and do bench and then you're looking for like three or four more exercises, wandering around aimlessly, like trying to figure it out. But when you know like specific numbers and sets and reps and shit to do, holy fuck, is it a totally different world? Um, so that I can't recommend, uh, the guys at Croquetta Strength, uh, for that. Sweet. Check them out. I see Bert going ham on it. Bert and he's taught me ham. a lot of stuff too. So I've been incorporating little things he shows me as well from that. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. And yeah. again, it's like therapy. Like the only reason we're like, Hey, fucking developmental trauma exists is because we went to a professional and they were like, you're yeah. fucked in the head. Cause your parents fucking sucked or something. So very, very similar. It's like they go to this fucking coach and it's like, Hey, you, you, you ain't been doing this shit right because you know, what you were taught is wrong from like some bro science shit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I screamed a recommendation really, really loud at the beginning and I forgot what it was. So we're going to count that one as mine. 
Let's do it. Yeah, it'll be there. That's fine. That you just rewind to that. Yeah, y'all just rewind. I'm going to recommend we go eat some fucking food. Let's get it. Oh, we got to go to the gym soon anyway. Yep. Damn. <laughs> it's food time. We got to go eat, and then we got to go lift that goddamn we got about an hour and a half. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, thanks for all the fucking questions. These are always really fucking fun. Uh, SpongeBob shirt dropping soon. Yeah. Dropping tomorrow. <laughs> the day it's after so you good. Hear this, maybe. This god, this image fucking sucks. About what a three color, four color? Uh, I don't know, man. You, you, uh, we can't really see what he's playing with. It looks like Rock'em Sock'em robots, oh but god. they're at a table. It eating. is. It is. That is what it is. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> it's gonna be Epic. really sick. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking great. This is exciting. Oh, I can't wait to see it. All right. All right. Love everybody. Love you guys. Appreciate we'll it, guys. Do it more soon. Holler. Call me. Beat me. Bye. <laughs>